Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the BestOfProds.com video games podcast. As always, we're late. But we still love you. We hope you so still late. love us. Love is a strong word. I love you. Dad hates you. There we go. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping up my strategy of antagonizing the, inter- the user base. I have no opinion. And there we go. For all of your for all of your want from an online creator's needs. We have love, hate, and indifference. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so yeah, as always, I'm dead. Show day we got cave. Hi. And Alex. I'm back. I survived. Yes, he, he had to get testicle surgery. No, hernia surgery. Yes, testicle compu- surgery. He had to get them removed. Yes, computer melted on his balls. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> th- th- those two things happened, just not necessarily in that order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. <sighs> yeah, for, yeah, for a little while there, uh, we were missing out on missing out in like a full man squad just because of various things it's one of the reasons why uh the show keeps taking these breaks because well one of many reasons it's, e- it's either this year is being as hard on us as uh, the last year was yeah it's, this year is being hard on me yeah it's either like technical failures of say a brand new computer getting fucking doused in water and then just frying itself um yep. horrendous depressive episodes or insomnia yeah, or having medical problems and having to go to the hospital and eventually get surgery. Yeah, all kinds of shit. It's fucking May. It is May. <laughs> this year is shaping up well. Yeah, it's May, and I think we've done like five episodes. Oh, worse, we've done three. Yeah, I think we did three in January, and that's when everything went downhill from there. Yeah, we did we did two in January, one in March, and that's been it. Holy shit! At least, at least in the movie side of things, we keep it up easier because it's way easier to get a hold of movies to watch than video games to play. That is true. Plus, plus, movies is always a two man show, so we don't have to worry about you know a third person. Organizing three people to show up at once and hoping that third person has no problems. Yeah. So, Alex. Yo. Well, we start off with the computer melting on your balls. All right. So, uh, way, way, way back at the beginning of the year, I talked about how I started a new Star Ocean game and how I'd never completed Star Ocean 1 before because something always happened to prevent me from actually finishing it. And in this case... <laughs> It was that I spilled water all over my brand new laptop and shorted it out. <laughs> yeah, and this was not a this is not a cheap laptop. This is like a laptop that like was, cost a thousand dollars. Yeah, this was a gaming laptop. It was it wasn't like it wasn't like those ridiculous high end ones where it's like oh it's got mechanical key switches and like a fucking one forty four one forty four p monitor or some shit. It, but it was a decent enough laptop that like you had you had actually asked me for recommendations about laptops about this. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. For those who don't so, know, for those who don't know, on top of being, I guess, the rap guy of the of the website, I'm also the tech guy. 
Hey, no when, you got, when you guys need carpentry, plumbing, or blacksmithing knowledge, I'm here for you. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, that's great. Well, I should have given you a call last month when I needed plumbing help. I could help. Yeah, I, I mean, I, sh- I mean, if I hadn't known that, I would have asked. I would ask you a question months ago. I've been trying to I've been trying to shoe my new horse. Uh, no, I'm not a farrier. I've actually found myself watching a bizarre amount of YouTube videos about people cleaning hooves of animals. <laughs> like I saw a dude reshoe a horse, and then I saw another dude uh, clean out a cow hoof that had become infected. Is that Dr. Paul? Uh, no, it is uh, the hoof GP. Oh. The hoof so general Dr. practitioner. Paul does that stuff all the time. You know, this is like a Scottish dude who's just like, yeah, I go to farms and like help out fucking horses and shit. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it is a bizarre thing to me that horses are still like, like the people still like have horses to the extent that they do. And that horseshoe technology while having advanced is never used. And is just gone back to just, I got a hunk of metal. I just nailed it into his foot, whatever. Yeah. All they need. Like for humans, it's because most, most people on farms usually don't have that much money to like spend on top of the line horseshoes. Yeah, but it's not even like a top of the line thing. Like, I see some of that shit out there that's just fucking Velcro. Hmm. Like Velcro's not that expensive. They're also very old fashioned. That might have to do with it. Yeah, like I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen a farmer on any of these shows that is like under age sixty. <laughs> Listen, boomer farmers, you've got to get the super modern ultra hip shoes for your horses. God. Oh, no. They need the self-sipping Velcro. God. Bruh, millennium, millennial farmers don't give a fuck about horses. Like, there, there's a reason that there's a reason that in like in the color out of space, the new farmer Nick Cage is farming llamas. Yeah, that's true. Or they just use tractors. <laughs> yeah, they just farm tractors. I really want to watch The Color Out of Space. It's really good. Seems really trippy. Seems really trippy. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Hey, maybe. I guess coming soon. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Give it. I'm not promising anything this year with the way the year has gone for us so far. Fair. So you can call her outer space, and then next week a meteor hits Cave's house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she just crashes into the backyard. All of a sudden, the gators start talking. Ah, oh, there's the color of outer space, I suppose. Hey, caveman, let's get out here and forge ourselves some horseshoes. But I'm not a farrier, Mr. Gator. Oh, don't we worry, son. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just Man, I'm not even the one that brought up the gators this time. It's <laughs> usually my thing. Hey, we have a rich lore. <laughs> I was trying to work in a caving hit by a car joke in there somewhere, and I couldn't figure it out. Oh, yeah. oh obviously the meteor is going to make cars actually magnetically attracted to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Just, just when the trees start becoming sentient tentacles, they just start yeeting Hondas at you. 
I, I finally develop a superpower, and it's the one that I've joked about for years. Yeah. Yes. They call me Speed Bump. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> I forget, Carl. I could just see like he stepped outside, and then every every metallic object in a mile radius is just pulled right at him. <laughs> it's funnier if only it's, cars. It's funnier if it's only cars. It's only, only cars. cars. It has to be cars. Yeah, just every time a car gets pulled to you, some guys just like some guy just starts throwing spoons at you to see if they'll stick. Hi. Doesn't make any sense. So anyway, your laptop. My laptop. My laptop in Star Ocean and how uh, my new Star Ocean game that I had almost completed was thwarted by me spilling water all over my laptop and shorting it out. And when I sent it to uh, Asus to get repaired, uh, they kind of noticed that, you know, there was intentional damage done to it. And it, well, not intentional, but I mean, I can just be like, hey, it just broke. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Ignore all the water in there. <laughs> I don't know how that got in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I, got, I think I put it in there in shipping. Yeah. It's always best to be honest with your computer repair guy because they're going to see all your porn. So don't give them a reason to dislike you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one time when one of my computers died, took it in to the guy and was like, yeah, we found about 7,000 virus files in here. And I was like, already. Yeah. That is more than I expected. Every time I go take it into the computer service guy, they're always like, we're surprised this piece of crap can run this many games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, just look at it. It's like, you just look at it. It's like, oh, I bring in a defunct thing to get like the parts out of it. It's like, no, it still works. Wait, what? Barrett, it actually runs like, okay, when it's running. I just, it's not running right now. It's running right now. Can you make computer. it run? <laughs> fix my computer. Sir, I'm going to need you. Like, sir, I'm going to need to stop lying to me. <laughs> I don't believe you, sir. There's no way this can run The Sims 4. <laughs> Actually, it runs pretty stably on lowest graphics. I mean, it's potato settings, but it's better than not being able to play the game at all. And then one dude buying a new monitor is just like, uh, fucking console gamers and then leaves. Freaking casuals. <laughs> yeah. that's, actually some, that's actually something that I have to ask. Where do you stand on the whole graphics versus playability st- like stance? Like uh, me or dead? Both of you. Like, oh, is it more I'm important for a game to be playable, or is it more important for you to, you know, have something that looks really good? No, it needs to be playable. I mean, it can't look like crap, but I'll certainly take mid-end graphics as long as it runs without, you know, freezing or making my fans explode. Or both. I don't know about that. I've always thought art style is more important than graphics, but like if you're gonna come out with a game that you tout the graphics of, I want it to look good. I don't even think always. it's necessarily looking good, just like do graphics have to be maximum? Must you see every pixel? I mean I'm playing yeah, Yak- that's my I mean I'm playing Yakuza like a dragon on high and not ultra. Okay, so yeah, that's about right. But here's the thing: the only reason I'm not running an ultra is because there is one area of the map where the frames start dropping. Just, just for whatever reason, 
the top corner in the fucking in the fucking park, it just starts dropping down to the fifties. I do not know why. Is there anything in that corner? It's a park. It's just a fucking park. There are there's not more people in there than there is anywhere else in the city. Like, is does the game just have a problem loading grass? I don't know. I don't know if they only want to notice this, apparently. They, apparently. Mo- they modeled each individual gr- blade of grass's uh, effect in the wind. Oh, so they fucking be- did not. <laughs> you can watch the grass texture load in in clumps. <laughs> oh, man. That's like if I programmed it. <laughs> well, no, like, they aren't going to fucking, like, they're, they're not running fucking tress effects for the grass. Like pretty much every single fucking company is like pretty much every single like grass thing is just all right, all right. We have a draw distance of the grass. Here is a clump of it. When they are this far away, we remove the clump to save on space. It's just fucking draw. I distance. remember that being a thing with Call of Duty where it was like you, like some pros would play on potato settings because it actually lets you see more. Yeah, like yeah. it made the grass so poorly animated that. You could actually see everything versus, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, there, there's a reason Counter Strike only takes place in like fucking boxy, boxy maps. Just, just like with, with like with like super like competitive games, the more graphical fidelity there is, the more things are obscured and you can't see. If you just turn off all that fucking fancy shit and like like fuck, there are some pro gamers who probably would be 100 percent happy if their game was just ones and zeros. Just, yeah, I can think of a few people like that. Just go full fucking matrix, a screen of code they can parse. Just people are people are there running fucking math equations. Meanwhile, we're meanwhile motherfuckers are over here just going. I, I, I look at my pickaxe; it's a lollipop now. I spent forty five dollars on dance. this. I'm gonna do the Fortnite dance in real life. The Fortnite dance of ones and zeros. <laughs> Yeah, just use the stroke of binary. It's a new Fortnite dance. I'm flossing. Fuck. So tragically, uh, they wouldn't repair my computer for free. <laughs> Instead, they were gonna they were gonna charge me eight hundred dollars to fix it. Jesus, you might as well just buy a new laptop. I'm gonna say that's almost as much as I sp- as I spent actually buying the thing. So I said, no thanks. Send it back. Send it did. back. Send it back. Don't fix it. Just give it back to me. So they did, and uh, I sent it off to uh, this guy my dad knows who might might be able to fix it a little bit cheaper. But uh, he since since he's doing it as a favor, um, I was, I damaged the computer in February. It's May, and I still haven't gotten it back yet. So it could be a while, but at least I didn't spend as, almost as much money as a second laptop fixing it. Yeah. And because of that, I haven't felt like st- I I could have gotten Star Ocean on this other computer running because I'm I'm emulating it even though I have the actual game because it runs better that way, and because my PSP is kind of crappy. But hey, I own the game, so I'm not breaking any rules. Yeah. Uh, when so you, so with so you're emulating it is does that mean that you like with the new computer or with the old computer will you be able to recover your save? That's what I'm hoping for. No, oh, good luck, man. I'm hoping that those games are like several hundred hours just of grinding. Yeah. Well, Star Ocean One is actually pretty short because they hadn't quite worked out the kinks yet. 
But the issue is that this is the third time I've tried to play it, and I always make the same choices every time, even though it's a game where you're supposed to do different paths and take different characters, because I wanted to complete my first save using a specific amount of characters. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to start a new game, because I'm tired of running through that thing 75% of the way and then not getting to finish it. There, there, there's like at the beginning you could pick between three characters and I always pick the worst one because even though he's the worst one he can teach the main characters some new skills later on but only towards the end of the game and I had literally just gotten to the point where I finally got him those skills and that's about when uh, everything broke so I'm like great I don't want to go through that again I feel bad for laughing but that is that is funny timing yeah it's, it's like man, it's like man I don't. I don't want to play this multiple branch game. The same branch I always do because I can't finish it. Also, I did okay. save like thirty five hours into that save file, so it's not like you know. Well, I have to ask you: uh, how, Did you learn anything from this experience? Yeah, like laptop. maybe not having a full cup of water in spilling range of your laptop. Yeah, I learned that you can spill things. <laughs> it's, never, it's never happened before. I learned that sippy cups are actually pretty great. People die when you kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that's what, <clears throat> that's what my family said. They're like, "Did you not realize that drinking something by your computer you could spill it?" I'm like, "Well, I always do that." And like, "Yeah, but you've never had a laptop before." It's like, it doesn't matter if you spill it on your regular keyboard; that just puts you out by five bucks. But like same time. So, yeah. so we you, have talked very little on games and just on like what's wrong with his laptop. It's part of gaming. It's part. Yeah, of I gaming. know. But I know. It's just funny to me. And also, I'm, like I'm talking about the game. I'm talking about how I don't want to play Star Ocean One again because I ruined my save file and I don't want to start from the beginning. Yeah. And also, you put your you put your drinks of water on a table. You put a laptop on a table. That just seems like poor design idea right there. Like laptops go on tables or so, and water goes on tables. Like it's not that ridiculous to have a cup of water problem, on a table. The main problem, I think the main problem is my desk is really cluttered. So it was closer than it should have been. But I was like, it just did, didn't occur to me that I'd spill it because you know, I never spill anything. Yeah. It, it never occurs to anyone when they're about to spill something. Like, well, I'm a clumsy right. bastard, so I just make sure to keep my cups of liquid far away from anything that could be destroyed by them. So, like, I yeah. actually in my where I where I do my writing, I have my my da- my work area, and then I have a side table for me to put things on that I don't want to ruin my work area. But yes, I did learn my lesson, and if if and when I ever get this laptop back, I'm going to make sure I put my drinks on a separate table, or just get or just get bottles like shit with lids. That's true. Like I got a fucking like big ass gallon jug that has like a fucking that has like a it has like a collapsible like not collapsible just like a just like a fold in like nozzle thing that you drink out of. So even if I do fucking spill it, it's like whoops a doodles I dropped my jug and now there's water <laughs> is still in it. Like there is a reason that everything I drink now is in a container that has a that is a fucking lid I can attach back onto it. Also, the the funny thing was, uh, this happened at like t- towards the end of the night when everybody had already gone to sleep. So I just brought my laptop downstairs and held it up, left it upside down, hanging over something. And then my mom found it in the middle of the morning, and she's like, "Oh, you must have spilled water on it." 
Because when I came down, she's like, oh, did you spill something on your computer? I was like, how did you know? And she's, she's like, well, I don't see another reason why you'd leave it hanging upside down in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah. In the future, put it in a bag of rice. You might not even have to send it into a repair company. I couldn't I couldn't find a bag of rice big enough to fit that thing in. Yeah, it's a laptop. At least not that I at least not that I could not that I could acquire at twelve thirty. Your family needs to start buying bulk rice. In the middle of a pandemic. Your family needs to start buying bulk rice. Yeah, we don't buy bulk rice. Yeah, I just got this. Of course, I'm a southerner, so we eat a lot of rice. (laughs) I got this big bag of jasmine rice. I got this big bag of jasmine rice downstairs that I uh like whenever something like falls in water, I just portion some of that off and stick it in there and problem solved. Like so I this- just got back from the store before we recorded. I did not buy any rice because my family doesn't really like rice. So does the jasmine in the rice help with the water absorption? Uh, it's a type of rice. And I just, I prefer that brand, that flavor of rice, that style of rice. Nice and fluffy. I have never, yeah, I have delicious. never willingly consumed rice. Fucking first worlders. Don't you like rice aroni up there? I mean, we. No, ha- that's the San Francisco treat. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, we have rice up here. When I was younger, I was forced to eat rice. I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Did you eat it? No, no, no. I'm not getting into this. I'm not getting into this. Let's get into it. This is a podcast about video games. And I will make you red beans and rice, and you'll love it. I hate beans. I hate rice. You'll love red beans and rice. You'll make it. You'll you'll love his somehow. It's magic. Sure, he and puts, you can't take the, the alcohol in this drink. He puts the cave. To, well, I mean, usually when they say that, there's actually no alcohol in there. Oh, there'll be alcohol in it. I don't know. Every but single like, every single person, can. every single person I know who drinks has at one point or another told me like, like I I've at some point said, "Hey, I don't drink," and they go, "Oh, you got to try this. You won't even taste the alcohol in it." And then yeah, I try because they're alcoholic. Yeah, and then I try it and go, "Oh, that tastes like alcohol." I mean, I could make you a drink that doesn't taste like alcohol because there's no alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah, I can do that too. I have I have tap water because the, uh, yeah, but something that actually tastes well. I mean, I guess tap water tastes okay, but I mean something that actually tastes good. Yeah, I also have taste like alcohol. I also have bottles of nondescript cola because fuck them, because fuck you, companies. I got pops. I'm good. It has flavor. I, guess so. I will not. I will not list any brand names for fear of getting sued and or not wanting to advertise companies. You want us to pretend that we drink your stuff? Uh, come on, come on, come at us, bros. Yeah, sponsor us. I will. I will say I drink Pepsi. <laughs> I don't because that stuff is garbage. But I will say I drink Pepsi. Pepsi man. <laughs> Hey, video games. Woo. So, you brought it all back. right. So, anyway, so hopefully uh, I get my laptop back with my save file and I can just pick up where I left off and then continue on to playing the rest of the Star Oceans because I was going to play all of them in a row and I never got past Star Ocean 1. Stop after till the end of time. I feel like I should play 4 because I've never played through 4 before. And I have four, even though I never played it. As a fan of as a fan of Star Ocean, yeah. stop after till the end of time. <laughs> it, it just it it goes downhill after that. So anyway, what have you playing then, Alex? All right, so uh, so there's this good old uh, 
I guess, I guess bullet hell would be the best way to describe it. Uh, called Ikaruga, which ah yeah, Ikaruga, which is a pretty it's it's actually pretty old. I used to play it in, with my friend's house when we were still in high school. I think it came out in the late '90s, early 2000s, and uh, there's a Steam version of it. So I thought I'd pick it up. Uh, so Ikaruga is a game where there's white there's white colored enemy ships and there's black colored enemy ships, and they each shoot the color laser. And you can switch your ship, which is the Ikaruga, hence the title of the game. You can either change the polarity of the ship from white to black. Which allows you to talk between the enemy shots, and you have to strategize. And it's all bullet hells are really great reflex testing games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Ikaruga is like one of the first that really included that strategizing mechanic of you've got to anticipate which enemy you're going to have to be dodging at a given moment. Yeah, because uh, so if if you could hit by the same color shot as the ship is, uh, you take no damage and it fills up your gauge. And also you, you deal double damage to the ship that's the opposite color. So the smart way to do it is to flip back and forth like constantly. To take out everything and then fill up your and then when your gauge is filled, you hit another button and it like fires a big multi laser blast that hits everything. Oh, this um, is this is hilarious, actually. What? So I'm reading up on the reception of the game because yeah. I want because I want to check like when it came out. It was 2001, and it's very funny to me because apparently when the game was initially released, it was very it was very lukewarm on the reception. It's probably a bunch of people who don't understand what a bullet hell is and we're bitching about how hard it is. Well, again, this actually oh, tell no, you you it, can switch colors to the ship, so no, acor- you kind of have to figure that out on your own. Yeah, According to the director of the game, uh, Hiroshi, Ui- Hiroshi Iuchi, um, players told him that, quote, this isn't an arcade game. Make it more thrilling and fast-paced. This is the Japanese okay. audience telling him this. Wow. That's not what I expected, but okay. Yeah, and then uh, both Iuchi and the producer had apparently stated that the reception was due to players expecting a more standard shooter. The thing fucking... Like, apparently the the game, like, with the polarity system, it was such a big change for them that it didn't feel like a standard shooter, so they didn't like it because it was different. Interesting. And then years later, it is... And then, like, fuck, like, a year, like, not even a year, like, fucking three months after the game was released, it was the fifth most popular shooter, like, arcade game in Japan at the time. Uh, the, like, Dreamcast version was super well received. The GameCube version was fucking bombshell received. And it is one of the most, and is now one of the most revered shooters of all time. Yeah. It was a sequel to something, too. Which, the that sequel is... something that it completely eclipsed. Yeah, it is the spiritual yeah. sequel to a game called Radiant Silver Gun. Which it's just, I've never played. It is just super funny. Of just, hey, we got this brand new fucking shooter out here. It's going to revolutionize everything. This kind of sucks. And then five years later, everyone's like, holy shit, it's amazing. It's the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Ah! Guess it was too complex. Well, no, they said it wasn't complex enough, apparently. No, they were expecting a standard shooter, and they got a thing that was a bit slower paced, but had a bit more strategy to it with the polarity shifting. 
it's slower and it's stretched and it's it's like like rhythmic like there's a soundtrack and like the enemies move to the soundtrack and they'll leave like it's it's possible to do a, a pacifist which you, you can actually get a high score by uh, not actually shooting anyone and then you get a pacifist bonus you basically just dodge and, and weave everything until all the enemies leave <laughs> and even the bosses do this like you have like three minutes to beat the boss and if it's still there in three minutes it'll just go away it's like okay you can pass Hmm. I swear I remember reading somewhere about a challenge about playing Ikaruga to a different soundtrack because the actual rhythm of the soundtrack is supposed it supposedly helps you beat the game. Yeah, because you because, you know, like you, you, you could tell basically like oh, the soundtrack's picking up. That means something's going to be popping up on the screen in a second. And stuff like that. <laughs> and I should say, I hate bullet hells because I don't like having to focus that much on dodging things. Like I would suck at uh, Dark Souls because I just run up to the bosses and try and hit them and then get mad and keep trying the same thing over and over again and never succeed because that's not how you beat Dark Souls. <laughs> the trick to being Dark Souls is to get killed by the boss 40 times until you literally can anticipate it's every animation frame. Yeah. And that's why I stopped playing it after about an hour. I got hit by the first boulder and, ret- and refunded it. I don't play get good games. I play get good games. I just don't get good at them. Speaking of getting good, uh, for, for all that I like the game, I suck at it. <laughs> I haven't been able to get past the first stage. <coughs> nice. I've got, I've got, I can't beat the boss. By the time I get to the boss, I mean, because you only get three lives and I'm not quite sure how to get more of them. So like, by the time I get to the boss, I only have one life left and he usually gets me at some point, which is too bad because I like the soundtrack and I like the design of the ship and I like the way it all flows. It's just something that I, I didn't quite have the, I didn't have the skill for 15 years ago and I still Still don't don't have have the skill. (laughs) I still don't have it now. Yeah. You probably have less. I'm actually better. Oh, really? I do. I did. I did better. I did better at it than when I was in high school, but you know, still not quite enough to get past the first stage. Well, great. Yeah. But, you know, but you know, I had a good time getting blown up and isn't that what matters? Yeah. That's really the thing. Like, especially with like a lot of those old arcade games, like, cause you gotta keep in mind that this is an arcade game. This is meant to get quarters. That is true. This, this is, is not, not this is not game. a narrative experience that you're meant to that you mentioned just like play through in its entirety. This is just we want your money. There's a story to it, but it's told exclusively through monologues that like pop <laughs> up on the screen that are kind of poorly translated. <laughs> I, I, it's probably it's probably not as badly translated as the classic bad translation. All your base are belong no, to us. No, 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 it's not zero wing style. It's just like there's a lot of like weird ellipses and like, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's more than like transliterating transliterating things as opposed to like localizing them. Because <clears throat> there's nothing more awkward than just perfect one to one translation of Japanese. Yeah, the the pilot has like a very haiku kind of talking to him. It's like it's like and thus. Bokuro Hanshibe, basically. It's it's, it's I I think it's, it starts with like uh, like I, I won't I will not die until I achieve something. I will not die that until I have I, been killed. No, it's like I will not die until I achieve something, and that is why I don't fear death. 
like, that's okay. very arrogant. Okay. <laughs> I will only die. The universe will only let me die after I've achieved something. Well, you probably shouldn't be letting me pilot your ship then, buddy. Yeah, dumbass. Because you definitely died before you achieved something like a hundred times. Has someone Listen, shit face? You don't dictate how good I am at this game. <laughs> Has someone made like a like an Undertale style self-aware bullet hell shooter? Oh, I would love to see that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, like I, don't a, know, I mean, like a deconstruction there's, there's, there's of the genre. There's gotta be like some kind of fan game that. Yeah, probably. But I meant like fucking. I meant something that like you know, made it out there. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just, Hey, I played this on like Newgrounds in like 2005 and it was really neat. Not that I'm aware of, but I, I don't follow bullet hell too closely. I just happened to know Ikaruga because my friend was obsessed with it. Yeah. Cause everyone knows Ikaruga. I know Ikaruga. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I didn't know Ikaruga. I mean, I didn't know Ikaruga when, when I first played it, but that was like, um, that was before the internet was really a huge thing. That's true. I yes. knew Ikaruga because I had played games that had a similar polarity shifting thing, and when I read reviews, they compared it to Ikaruga. Oh, okay. I mean, when I first played Ikaruga, I think Ikaruga was the only thing that had the polarity shifting thing. Yeah, okay, I, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you whippersnappers, get off my lawn. Hey, be nice. His old man shakes made him spill water on his new laptop. True. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not even that old. I just got into games really, really early. Like when I was two years old. No, I yeah. Think I've told the story before. When I was two years old, my grandma's like, I got to get you one of those Nintendo things. And then just like, Your took, grandma is awesome. And then like took me all around Kearney, New Jersey, trying to find a Nintendo. And I didn't even know what it was. No, I was two years old. No, yeah. It was a similar kind of thing with me where I was three years old and my parents got me a net. My parents got me a Super Nintendo. It's, well, I'll it's, talk about my first console once we get to my turn because it actually plays into what I'm talking about today. Yeah, just, just the only difference between like you and me in terms of starting at single digit ages is, is that is that when you were two years old, I think James Brown had just released his first record. I, mean, I was two years old in 1988. It's because you're old. <laughs> I don't think I was that old. I feel good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when I was two, when I was two years old, the ESRB had just been formed. Oh man! Anyway, anything anyway, else you've been playing, Alex? So, yes, yes, actually. So it's time for the big, the big budget thing that I played. <laughs> the uh... this game costs him money. Acknowledge it. It did, yes. It, well, it cost it cost me money, but it didn't cost me as much as it should have, which is probably a good thing. So, I decided, I, I decided I was going to try out uh, the Avengers game. That is a mistake. Ooh, which one? The Marvel's the, the Avengers. I'm assuming Marvel's the Avengers game. That's the only one, the big one that came out last year. Well, there's also um, the like Avengers Assembles games. I can't remember what they're proper name is but Alt marvel ultimate like, alliance yeah that's the one yeah that, the, those aren't called those aren't called avengers games they're called ultimate alliance games they're called ultimate yeah, alliance but they're centered games. around the like it's all centered around the avengers and crap yeah because every marvel like, game is centered around the avengers pretty much as much as i would love well, to see marvel, as much as i would love to see marvel a game centered around the goddamn runaways was, 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance One was actually structured more around Wolverine and Spider Man. Yeah, otherwise known as two. Know. Otherwise known as two of the Avengers. Well, I well no, because when you look at the when you think of the Avengers these days, people think of Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, and Thor. I.e., the people that were in the 2012 movie. Yeah, but then when, but then when Ultimate Alliance came out, people who thought of the Avengers, aka people who read the comic books thought of like spider-man and fucking wolverine because those are the two most popular characters in marvel who are also on the avengers true like yeah nowadays people think of the avengers lineup as the one featured in marvel's the avengers video game because much because of the movies but you know chaboy here i assume it's a movie tie-in game it is not Mm -hmm. a movie tie-in game it is not It it is an original story told very poorly his original story told very poorly and it seems like it was kind of like based on the movie tie-in for the avengers but it came out like a couple years too late yeah it's super weird because it like everything i've seen in the game i've never never actually played it but i've watched you know playthroughs of it and the game looks and feels like like the iron man game for the xbox 360 or like that hulk game that came out when the movie came out of just hey we put this together in seven months for it to be released alongside the movie. Yeah, but it's not. They apparently have been working on this game for years, and you could tell because a lot of the stuff in this game is really outdated. Yeah. As far as like stuff that Marvel is pushing. Yeah, the big push with this game specifically is Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Yes, Miss Marvel. Khan, Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel and the Inhumans. <laughs> Which they no. have started pulling. <laughs> they have started pulling back hard on the Inhumans. Yeah, remember remember when Marvel was really really pushing the Inhumans because they didn't own the because they couldn't make movies about the X Men anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this was apparently made during that era because the Inhumans are a big thing, and the Inhumans are menaced by a Cree Century bot, <laughs> which is clearly supposed to be a Sentinel, but they couldn't use the X Men because <laughs> they were still banned at this point. So oh we have, my god! Uh, yes, Th- that is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's also kind of sad. Oh, no, it is fucking sad as hell. Like, like just to get people, give people like, you know, some insight on, on some of this stuff. Um, around this time in the comics, like Marvel was pushing super hard for, hey, the Inhumans are a new thing. The Inhumans are coming. And what? And this all was kind of precipitated by a event in the comics where Terrigen Mist, the thing that makes the Inhumans get their powers, gets spread across the Earth, revealing a bunch of people who were actually Inhumans living among society. But then, out of fucking nowhere, it also said, hey, the Terrigen also kills mutants. So then a bunch of mutants start just fucking dying off. And they did this. They did this because, at the time, Fox owned the rights to the X-Men, so they couldn't make movies about them. Yeah, and the guy who... Before- yeah. This is before Disney bought them out. Yeah, and the guy who like owns Marvel essentially, just this rich billionaire asshole, was just like, was just like, and we need to stop pushing what's working in the fucking movies. What's working in the movies? Not the X Men. That's what I fucking thought. Fuck them, kill them. So basically, so the, basically, the X Men were basically banned from any and all Marvel media for a couple of years. Yeah, which is why uh, Marvel versus Capcom Inf- Infinite only had movie characters and had no Fantastic Four and no X Men. Yep. But then Disney, in its ongoing effort to own all media, yeah, uh, they bought out Fox. Yeah, bought out Fox, got the X Men back, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're getting new X Men stuff, baby. 
Yeah, because the Inhumans push wasn't working out so well. No, the only Inhumans character who stuck around was Ms. Marvel. Yes. She is it. She and, like and, and also the and also they tried an Inhumans TV series and it bombed horribly. It was garbage. Yes, it did. Yes, it was. It was fucking trash. I watched like five episodes of it. It was holy shit. It was it was it was worse than like season two of Agents of Shield. Wow. That's bad. Yeah. Which coincidentally, season two of Agents of Shield also really pushed the inhumans. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm starting to see the theme here. Yeah, it's it's once they stopped give it's once they were allowed to kind of do whatever they wanted that Agents of Shield really started fucking kicking off. It's like how the only good thing uh, the Inhumans push in the comics gave us was Kamala Khan, and the only good thing Agents of Shield going into the Inhumans was is that you know Quake was actually pretty cool. Yeah, Quake was cool. They did like a really good Ghost Rider story, and like a really good Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider story, which is neat. Cause Robbie Reyes is really cool. Yeah, but I mean, Quake was the only good thing to come from the Agents of Shield's Inhuman plot. Yeah, yeah, fair. Pretty much. So, um, but <sighs> thankfully, I only picked up this game for twenty bucks because somebody was practically giving it away. That is not practically giving it away. You were ripped off. Yeah, well, it, you, you, they, sh- you, they, what it should have been is, hey, do me a favor and take this fucking game away from me. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they weren't going to give it for me for free, but. A lot of people were still paying full price, and this one guy's like, I don't like this game. I'll sell it to you for 20 bucks. And I was like, eh, all right. <laughs> Give it a try. Uh, Give me something to talk about. Because these guys, I, 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 knew, I know neither of you had played the game. Oh, yeah, fuck no. I would not I would not have touched this fucking thing. Like, when the fucking trailer dropped, and, like, the, the second the trailer dropped, I looked at it and it was like, oh, this looks like a very strong not good. And it was so. Here's the thing. I actually had some fun with it. I had some fun with it while knowing it's not good. Have you ever played a game like that where you're like, you know, I'm actually kind of enjoying this, but this is very, very, very flawed? Yes. Yeah. Probably. I don't remember it, but probably. Like, so basically, in this game, in this quote, Avengers game, uh, it starts with the prologue where it's Avengers Day. And they're having some kind of like little festival thing. Avengers like, Day? Yes, Avengers yeah. Day with like popcorn and arcade games. Yeah, which okay. now it like yes, Avengers Day and all that shit is kinda of dumb, but in a world where there are literal gods walking among people, they would have some kind of weird dumb festival thing. Pretty much. Doesn't mean it's not stupid. And plus and, and, this- and, and plus the Avengers are are run by Tony Stark, who is a corporate businessman. He understands marketing. So he'll go, hey, Avengers, come buy some Avengers-themed products at a, at a very decent markup. Yeah, pretty much. This will help fund the guys who protect your asses. Yeah. who? Yeah, Don't pay no attention to the sweatshop in China it was made in. Sweatshop in China? He just had a bunch of robots do it. Come on. I mean, he would, but Tony like... Tony Stark is a paying staff. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't need to. Chinese or otherwise. He has robots pay the staff for him. (laughs) I mean, what's cheaper? Building an army of robots to build your cheap products or building one robot to pay a bunch of Chinese children. 
Okay, what's more likely? The guy who helped build build Ultron built uh, one robot to pay a bunch of Chinese children or built an army of robots because he was like, this won't go wrong again. No, he built one robot and then built an army of robots that each individually paid one Chinese child. <sighs> he, actually, he actually didn't build... I don't think he built Ultron here because uh, Hank Pym... As in comics accurate, Hank Pym is in this game. Yeah, like the 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 the, the game, the game is like this weird middle ground between the comics and the movie stuff, where it has like some movie elements in it, but it is also more pulling from the comic storylines. Also, the art style is weird, and by that I mean, oh yeah, it looks the fucking. Art, the game looks fucking weird as hell. It's like they're they're trying to make everything look realistic, and that means that. All of, all of the characters just kind of look like regular generic dudes and not like, you know, either pretty pretty uh, animated characters and or handsome movie stars. They yeah, just look like that's random generic dudes. Yeah, that's one thing that the movie kind of did fuck up in terms of in terms of like anything else that isn't the movies, because with the movies, they did such a great job of taking these like classic costumes and then like transliterating them into live action stuff. But that doesn't really work great backwards. Oh, I'm not even talking about the costumes. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the characters' faces. Oh no, no! Like, but I mean, like, but I'm talking about like the costumes are kind of the thing because like having these like fantastical, over the top characters and then making them into real people and then trying to reverse engineer those real people into over the top comic book characters. Yeah, you know, like it's I mean, like, it's like copies of copies. Like Tony Stark does not look like Robert Downey Jr. Nor does he look like comic books Tony Stark. He looks like this random middle-aged scruffy dude. Yeah, he just looks like a guy with a goatee. One of the things I actually loved reading the comic books around the time the movies were coming out is how much Tony Stark started to look like Robert Downey Jr. He looks. He looks. Insa- he's voiced by Nolan North. And oh, that's going to be weird. Yeah, he looks and sound. He looks and sounds nothing like Robert Downey Jr. He doesn't even have. The, he doesn't even have the sound like Robert Downey Jr. that they used in a couple games. Well, yeah, because why the fuck would? What's the point of like? Okay, I get the point, but I feel like they knew. I feel like they fucking, I feel like the people making this, the one thing they did know was that like, yeah, we can't just do, we can't just do Tony. We can't just do RDJ again. We just can't. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I think, I think they were basically like, yeah, don't make anyone look like the movie actors because we want to pay them likeness fees. Yeah. We can't afford it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. So so We don't have Disney money behind this, man. We have Square Enix money. That's nowhere near enough. So most of the characters look like random middle-aged and Kamala Khan, who is 16, looks like she's 25. Yeah. And in the prologue where she's 11, she doesn't look any different. Oh, that's the best thing. When you can actively de-age a character because it's a video game, but you still don't do it. No. Yeah, and, I mean, and, I mean, I, and I mean, it goes with the realism thing, and I get it. Some teenagers do look like adults. And aren't like you know, easy, easily to the eye. Like, oh, this is a short, cute-looking person who is not quite a child, but doesn't look like an adult. So, uh, okay, it's a teenager. But still, it's just it just it's one of the, the the weird kind of realistic art style where everyone looks kind of boring because people are boring. Yeah, yeah because reg- regular dudes look kind of boring. So, yeah. but on the Avengers Day, uh, good old Kamala Khan is a guest there, and you spend about ten minutes going around checking out the the uh, the fair stuff, collecting comic books, which I assume it, 
is going to be important at some point. And you could play a little like, you know, those Hulk hands they used to sell when the first Hulk movie came out. Yeah. They have stuff. Yeah. They have stuff like that lying around. <laughs> I loved those. Cause then I could punch my brother as much as I wanted and he never got hurt. And so, so there's a mini game with the Hulk hands where she puts them on. I'm not abusive. He's a giant asshole. Yeah. yeah. No, I trust me, bro. I get it. There, there's a, there's a mini game where you put on the Hulk hands and you have to like build up a meter. And then it's like, it's like the carnival hammer games, except instead of a hammer, you're holding Hulk hands. <laughs> and then there's, and then there's a, Another, then there's another mini game where you pick up Mjolnir, which gives you a certain button sequence to push in, and if you hit them all right, you lift the hammer. Except you can't actually succeed. Okay, only, I was I was just gonna ask, like, wait, Kamala picks up the hammer? No, she because well, it's it's not the real hammer; it's a fake hammer. It's, okay, it's a, it's a carnival game hammer. But anyway, okay, like it 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 always gets as far as like she picks up a little bit and then she drops it. Because the game is rigged so that you can't lift it because, you know, you're not Thor. Yeah, of course. Also, it's a so carnival game. Of, it's also, it's a carnival game, but it's a realistic game. because It's a, quote, realistic carnival game in that nobody can actually pick up the hammer. Yeah, it's a realistic carnival game in that it's fucking rigged. But the game doesn't tell you this, so I spent about an hour trying to beat a mini game that I couldn't actually beat. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Before I went online and looked it up, and everyone's like, yeah, you can't actually win that game. They were just trying to see how much time of yours that you could waste. Oh my god, that's amazing! So I was like, "Okay, I'm going to get it this time. We're going to get it this time." Oh, what am I doing wrong? I'm hitting all the buttons. This game is making a mistake. Um, I actually I have a rule: for every five dollars I spend on something, I have to get one hour of enjoyment out of it. Otherwise, I'm get I'm going to try and get a refund. That hour would count as negative because fuck you. You should have told me that I can't do this. So that is awesome. That's as a side note, when you're hanging around the Avengers base later, you actually there there actually is a button prompt to let you pick up the actual hammer, but only Thor can do it. Of course. And Captain America can do the little little oh he wiggled it a little like he does in the second Avengers movie. Yeah. And that's it. That's actually one of my favorite things about Captain America is he knows he can pick up the hammer. He just doesn't do it because he doesn't want to make Thor feel impotent. <laughs> yeah, he leaves that for Nick Fury. There's a point in the comics where Nick Fury whispers something to Thor that makes Thor unable to wield the hammer anymore. Yes, I know. I saw that part. It was very stupid. Yeah. But hey, with that we got But hey, with that we got Jane Foster Thor and she was cool for a while. I actually didn't mind her. She was I, she was very good. I really liked her. She was a great character. I, I, my favorite part was the like I, it's weird to say this, but the fact that she had cancer while she was trying to be Thor and being Thor would like yeah, prevent it st- her treatment. Yeah, it would working. strip all of the chemo out of her. Uh, it, that was awesome and terrible and made me question, why the fuck doesn't it just cure her cancer? <laughs> well, because cancer cells, while being, while being aggressive, are also just body cells rapidly, uh, rapidly dividing. Yeah, they said because the cancer was just a natural fu- occurring occurrence in her body. So it had nothing to cure. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> oh, no, fully. It's goddamn space magic. It should be able to figure yeah. out what cancer is and go, yeah, fuck off. But for actual, like, but for reasoning of we want this character to have cancer because pathos, I get it. 
Like that was them. Like that was them going. All right, we want her to have cancer. Some motherfucker is gonna go. Well, why did they just cure her cancer then? So we need a reason to shut him the fuck up. Yeah, pretty much. Like because we said so. Shut up. Your reason is bad. You should feel bad. <laughs> that would be my response. <laughs> because we don't care. That's why. Yeah. And there, then, that's yeah. a good reason. And then, and then their response would be, look, we got thousands of letters from people saying they liked the cancer. Then they're terrible people. That is a, that is I, a, I, that I, is a I, joke I, reference I, I, to I Silk. There was, like, there was one writer who was on like a podcast somewhere. I don't remember who it was or what he did. I just remember he's like, he's like, you think people just don't get it? We write, we write the story the way we, we want it to go, and we don't care if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> we will do what we want. Oh. Man, that sounds like every DM. Period. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm writing this my way. Deal with it. So back to the game. Yeah. Uh, remember the whole remember the whole inhuman Terrigen mist thing. Yeah. That you mentioned. Well, that mm-hmm. sort of happens. That sort of happens in the game, except they don't do the whole inhuman space kingdom thing. There's just like, oh, it turns out one of the one of the scientists working for the Avengers was using a Terrigen crystal as a power source. <laughs> What's a Terrigen crystal? I don't know. It's a thing you found somewhere. I don't know. Some space bullshit. Who cares? Look, it smokes. And then it explodes. It contaminates the entire area. Yeah. Making I, a lot of inhumans, such as Kamala Khan. Yeah. Do you want to hear the dumb bullshit that happens in the comics around the Terrigen explosion? Okay. Cave. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so the Inhumans live on the moon. Yeah, I know about that. I know that. They had a massive fucking civilization on the moon, but then the capital of that fucking civilization jettisoned from the moon and landed in the Hudson River. And so then for a few months, the, the Inhuman Empire was just living in the Hudson River. Uh, eventually, like a bunch of dumb bullshit happened, and Black Bolt, the leader of the Inhumans, shouted very loud, which caused all the Terrigen on uh, fucking uh, on Adelaide, I believe it's called, to just fucking explode, causing a massive Terrigen cloud to then sweep across the planet. Yeah, it didn't. That didn't. Oh fuck! I stubbed my toe. No. <laughs> there was yeah. There, there was no black. There is no Black Bolt. There is no Inhuman space civilization that I'm aware of yeah. anyway. Yeah. Because and also, this this takes place on the West Coast instead of yeah. Know, it takes place in San Francisco. But anyway, yeah, uh, a day was taking place in San Francisco. But yeah, also just for anyone who doesn't know, Black Bolt, the leader of the humans, his power is his voice is so fucking powerful that if he whispers, he can destroy a city. And he thought he could take on the Hulk. He thought he could take on the Hulk. He yeah. was wrong. He was, well, yeah, that's wrong. Anyone who thinks they could take on the Hulk is wrong. <laughs> Even eh, other Hulk probably take them. So, 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 Spider-Man took on the Hulk by just making him laugh. Basically. Exactly. But in terms of like actually, that, like uh, that is a thing that happened in the comics. He told the Hulk a joke, and then the Hulk just calmed the fuck down. I thought I thought it was like the the Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon where Hawkeye tries to fight the Hulk. No, that is no, that is straight Hulk, up in a comic. In, and, and the and the whole and the whole fight is him like threatening he's going to defeat the Hulk, and the Hulk finds it so amusing he turns back into Bruce Banner. Oh, funny thing in the comics, the Hulk Hawkeye actually kills the Hulk. Yeah. I, that didn't happen for a while yet. Yeah, no, it hadn't happened for a while, but when it did happen, it was very dumb. From a character motivation reason, from a story justification reason. Civil War 2 is bad. 
Yeah, Civil War Two is. We need an excuse for a Civil War because there's going to be a movie about that soon. Yeah, Civil we War. Can't do the. We can't do the actual Civil War again. Yeah, Civil War Two is. Is pre crime bad? Let's find out. And then, also, hey, you, hey, let's. Hey, you know Captain Marvel and how she's really likable. Let's break that. The, movie, the movie's coming out later. We need to get the character in the right mindset. Ugh. I did but not no, like the Terrigen wave in the game is not set off by Black Bolt screaming and or stubbing his toe. It's because this one scientist uh, is using a Terrigen crystal and yeah. it blows up. Yeah. I found this fucking space rock. I don't know. I plugged it into my car and it started working good. So let's make science out of it. I don't yeah. know. It blew up and it spread the Terrigen wave all across the country, possibly the planet. I'm not quite sure. And, it, uh, it is not my head cannon that Black Bolt shouted because he stubbed his toe. Yeah. Son of a. Oh, fuck. And in, and in the aftermath, uh, the Avengers disband and are told that they're dangerous because Bruce Banner goes to Congress and they're like, Mr. Like, Dr. Banner, do you think the Avengers are dangerous? And he says, oh, yeah, I think they do. I think they are. <laughs> Which is a sore spot <laughs> later because Tony hates him for that. The Hulk said you were dangerous. What kind of glowing recommendation <laughs> can you expect? <laughs> <gasps> the Hulk is like, yeah, no, they're fucking dangerous as hell, mate. <laughs> like, they need to be monitored and probably executed. Yeah, yeah what they well, don't, no, they just what they don't tell you is the story takes place after World War Hulk. Yes, <laughs> so Banner has a bit of a grudge. And also, and also, in the in the explosion, Captain America was seemingly killed by it. Oh, oh my god! Because everyone thinks because everyone thinks he's dead. Oh my I'm god! now oh like four mm. so five years later a now 16 year old kamala khan who has become an inhuman and now has stretchy powers yeah i yeah, was gets, i was uh, i was about to, i was about to um actually you but like yeah yes she has stretchy powers that's what she does she's rubber band man only in the marvel universe i pretty much okay then now i need um actually and and because really you you need to um actually that the, the rubber band thing yes because her powers are right. her powers are her are the ability to like change the change the size of any part of her body doesn't she also have the ability to disguise herself yes but she really uh, does like d- kind of it happened once okay then yeah. I I should probably read the Kamala Khan books yeah like, I've been like, meaning to it just happened yeah in the comics as soon as she like you know bursts out of her uh fucking inhuman cocoon she looks like captain she looks like miss marvel like the white miss marvel carol danvers just with the body of a teenager and she was like oh fuck what the fuck is happening oh god oh god oh god then turns back into herself and then that never happens again okay and it is See, eventually she had the ability to herself yeah and so, then it is eventually that. explained that her power is actually to pull mass from other versions of herself across the multiverse so whenever she like embiggens or ensmallens, she's just either sucking or jettisoning her mass out into fucking the void between universes. Cool. And meanwhile, in other universes, different versions of her are just shrinking or growing somehow. Just like one Makes of her, sense. one of her is like a president or something. And then, and then just all of a sudden in the middle of a fucking state of the union dresses, her arm disappears. They actually, that actually came up. The transformer thing comes up in the game in dialogue once. They're just like, can't you like transform to other people? And she's like, well, I did it once, but it was hard. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. It happened, that's, it happened that's once. In the, as yeah. far as. 
like, like I said, happened once, has ha- hasn't happened again, and I would like to just. I, I would like to amend a statement I made earlier. She is she is the second best thing to come out of the Inhumans. The first best thing being Lockjaw, aka the giant trans the giant teleporting English pit bull. Oh yeah, Lockjaw. He's the best. He is the best. He's, he's, he's just a good. He's just a good boy. He's, yeah, he's not giant. in the game either. That this game is dog shit. <laughs> no, it's I, obvious. It has nothing to do with dogs. Okay, yeah, fair. This dog. This game is pig shit. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and uh, in in the time skip, uh, the scientist who accidentally spread the Terrigen wave all over the place went uh, evil. No, he he well, he, of course he didn't go evil. He created a perfectly legitimate uh, he created a per- perfectly legitimate organization for trying to quote unquote cure the inhuman problem called AIM. <laughs> mm. <laughs> And that's basically the bulk of the game is oh. you beating up aim aim troops. God, does he turn into Modok? He does. Of course, of course he does. He's the final boss. The final boss is Modok. Of course it is. Looks, I actually looks- really loved in the. I think it was the first Ultimate Alliance. The fight against Modok is just a trivia game. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I will prove I am smarter than you. Let me ask you a bunch of Marvel trivia. <laughs> so he turns to, he turns the Modoc. He's the final boss of the the main story part, and he looks about as stupid as you'd expect. Yeah, it's Modoc. What? It's Modoc. It's Modoc in this boring slash realistic art style that the game is going for. Oh, that would be fucking terrifying. Uh yes, it is. And uh, there's a reason that Modoc does not exist in like the realistic styled art style because he's a giant human head with tiny baby arms coming out of his fucking head next to him. Why the fuck? Why the fuck would you try to make that realistic? I'm looking up a picture of him so I can horrify myself. I was going to say, I I was just about to find a picture for you. Oh, you have to share. You have to share this image because this sounds like something that will fuel my nightmares for weeks. Oh, fuck you. This looks like dog shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't even fucking commit to just making him a giant head. These guys are pussies. These guys are fucking pussies. It's so dumb. Oh my god! Also, I'm yeah. Also, I saw so like I Google search like you know Avengers game Modok, and I'm seeing a Sentinel. That's not a Sentinel. That's this Cree Sentry. That's a Sentinel. The Cree Sentry that is obviously a stand-in for the Sentinel. It is just straight up a uh, Sentinel. But they call uh, it they call it a Cree Sentry. I'm lightheaded. That they just happen to find. This game is dog shit. I'm lightheaded. <laughs> Holy fuck! Oh, that, this game fucking sucks ass. This is a good recording. <laughs> that one image. If you don't include that image, dead in like the like teaser image for the audio. Oh, I the mean, world needs to know. <laughs> Got a little baby body. Oh my. Yes, because he, he was also affected by the Terrigen, and it makes his head giant and his body small. Oh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how that worked. 
Oh, hey, shut so up, bad. it does. That's how it worked. And the, and the the rest of the and so the rest of the game is basically Kamala uh effectively get, gets a uh gets a message from someone codenamed Tiny Dancer that uh aim might be up to no good and she should try and find the Avengers. Oh and my god. For money. Any old kind will do. <laughs> so she does. She goes she go she goes out on a random road trip and finds Bruce Banner. Of and course. then they go and they go and get their the rest of the Avengers together. Yes, Bruce Banner, the first Avenger you find. Well, actually, well, no, actually, she goes she goes looking around in the ruins of the base, and then the Hulk chases her around for a while. And then you know he calms down, turns back into Banner, and then they go find Iron Man. And was it? Did he? Was he in hiding? Uh, no, actually, Iron Man was camped out in a trailer. On his property because AIM seized his mansion. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so AIM AIM seized all of Tony Stark's property except for a little bit of his money. Did he not so, have did he did he not have anything that wasn't invested solely from fucking Avengering? No, apparently not. Appar- apparently they <laughs> used the, they used the fact that they blamed him for the explosion to just take all of his assets. Yeah, because that's how because that's how money and companies work. So Tony basically he bought a trailer and he parked out on his own front yo and his own front lawn because AIM took over his mansion. Oh, Oh, that's so stupid! Oh God, that is so stupid. Yeah, that is like sixth level stupid. This is advanced stupid. And then they find Black Widow who built a stupid class for D and D who was who was spying on AIM. Because that's what she does. She's a spy. Yeah. And then it turns out Captain America wasn't dead. He was, in fact, uh, in cryostasis, and they were harvesting his blood for their experiments. What a shock! Yeah. So you free him. Allow allow me to allow me to reenact the shocked Captain Kirk fucking image, which I have to say because you can't exactly see me doing the hand motions. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, and and then once the once the Avengers crew is assembled, um, the only other part in the main story is just to go fight Modok in the Kree Sentry, and that's that that's that's the end of that's the end of the main portion of the game. However, uh, since the game came out, they've added two additional campaign missions. Oh God, this made enough money to see. Even if it uh, did, if it they would have released. I don't know if it made enough money, or if they were just contractually obligated to release it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, no matter how much the game, no matter how much fucking money this game made, they were like, it would not surprise me if they had already finished the DLC when this game released. Yeah. So, so they released one with Kate Bishop. Yeah. For some reason, Kate Bishop. Kate, with, B- Kate Bishop was very popular. And then they then they released a second one with um, Hawkeye. In Clint, yeah. who was not in the, he was not part of the team in the main game for some reason. I will say that it is a little bit weird to go from one Hawkeye DLC to another Hawkeye DLC. Well, that's because they're basically a very similar character, as far as gameplay wise. I mean, no, I know that, but I, but it's just it's like, hey, hey, we got a new DLC pack. It's this one pile of play, and we got next DLC pack coming well, out. It's the exact let's same let's thing. Let's go. The Kate Bishop DLC is. Hey, what happened to Clint? <laughs> Why did he just disappear and did not show up 
at any point in the main game, even though he was a main Avenger. And then, you know, the Clint DLC explains exactly what he was up to. Yeah. Yeah, he was in this parallel universe where he turned out to be a psychopath murderer. Uh, you know, I haven't pl- I haven't oh, played now. the Clint part yet, but apparently it involves a bad future and um the version of the Hulk where he's Maestro. Oh, great. Fucking Maestro. Is that the Gray Hulk? No, that's uh, the Hulk no, with, that's like, the Hulk, it's the Hulk with a beard. Hulk oh, with a beard okay. and white hair. And yeah, an old man Hawkeye. And I'm not quite sure where they're going with that because I haven't played it yet. Uh, a dumb direction, I'm assuming. Well, I don't know because the next DLC is Black Panther. Yeah. I fear for where that's going to go. And then, and then after that, going it's to Wakanda. And then after that, it's Spiderman. Yeah, and I wonder how much of it's going to be. And the white man has to come in and save them. They've been pretty good about not doing that with Black Panther stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Marvel has been pretty good about not doing that with Black Panther stuff. It'll be interesting. There you go. It'll be interesting to see how Square Enix handles that. Sorry, Crystal Dynamics handles that. And apparently, they have a whole list of like all other characters they're going to add, like Ant Man and Vision and Quake and Winter Soldier and War Machine and She Hulk. And I'm like, are they really going to be able to make this game go that long? Because it doesn't really seem like anyone liked it. Yeah. I will say, though, the actual gameplay isn't so bad. Other than the, aside, I mean, aside from the fact that the entire game mostly consists of beating up endless hordes of aim soldiers. But I mean, they did, they do a decent job of making each character play and handle a little differently. Well, yeah, they just had to copy Ultimate Alliance. No, it's, no, it's not like Ultimate Alliance at all. Because, you know, Ultimate Alliance is basically like every character has a beat up character with four specials. But this. Like, 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 if you play as Iron Man, he has like a, a selector where you can either you know do the repulsors or lasers or missiles, and that each of them have their own like skill tree that is like linked to the shoot button. I'm going to have to look at the actual gameplay because you've just described Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, it's, it's not like Ultimate Alliance. I'm I'm probably <sighs> describing it poorly, but it's not like Ultimate Alliance at all. So, but like I said, uh, like I, I cringe from all the bad choices and mistakes they've made in this game. Yet I still enjoyed playing it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. If but you enjoyed, the, if you enjoyed any of the game, then you enjoyed it. And it's an online yep. game, but I don't have an online connection for my PS4, so I couldn't partake in that. So that might either make it better or worse. I'm not sure. <laughs> Given that online, uh, online uh, stuff is usually more painful than the in person than the regular stuff. I'm going to say that you probably dodged a bullet. Yeah, probably. Also, I and there's a lot not just not Nicaruga. Yeah. Also, I feel like this would not be a really great game to play with some rando. Probably not. It's probably something you need like an organized group to like yeah. you know. Otherwise, you'll have like a million Captain Americas. Yeah. We need to, we need to set up our D. Yeah. We, we need to set up our D and D session in order to play this dog shit, like this pig shit fucking. Game. That's all because it doesn't include one of the best in humans characters. It's all. It's also really hard if you turn the difficulty up to the high level, and by hard I mean you take stupid amounts of damage so quickly that like it's impossible to do anything. Yay! Uh, that's kind of difficulty. Yeah. 
I mean, well, here's the thing. It's a transaction. It's like Destiny in that there's equipment you can, quote, buy, like, with real money and costumes and so you mean actual other stuff. So you mean actually buy, not, quote, buy. Yeah, actually buy, like it costs money. It's like, like yes, it, it you can quote unquote yeah, you can quote unquote buy things by spending real money. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't partake in any of that, so I don't know. I kind of got through without it. Good. You already spent twenty bucks too much in this game by spending twenty bucks on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I didn't need I didn't need the the Iron Man like Avengers movie costume. Or whatever. You didn't need you didn't need the, the sick Fortnite skins. Uh, no. <sighs> But you gotta be the gingerbread man, bro. Yeah, if, I mean they have like if you I don't mean, they get, sell everything. If they, you don't get the V bucks, then the twelve year olds will call you gay. They sell character costumes. They sell emotes. Yes, you can buy emotes for characters. That has been a thing for a few years now, and it's fucking horrible. I know it's just it's terrible that they have it in this Avengers game that should be single player and not. It's it's like it's it's clear they looked at Destiny and they're like, oh my god, this makes so much money. We need to get in on get in on that. Yeah, just straight up, like, and, uh, like hey, you want to spend twenty bucks on a dance emote? Come play Destiny. It's yeah. free. It's free to play for some reason. Because all of our money is made by selling the emotes. That's the joke I was making. But while Destiny actually makes a lot of money because people buy this stuff, I'm not quite sure if people are actually buying it for Marvel's Ventures. Well, that's the thing. In order to in order to make money for people buying this stuff, people need to play the game. Yeah, and from what from what I gather, a lot of people were so disappointed by the regular campaign that they just like sold the game and didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> Which I totally get because while while the second campaign was at least the Kate Bishop one was at least significantly improved. It didn't come out for a couple months, so if I spent fifty, if I spent sixty bucks for this game, just for the base game, that uh, is what was there at launch, I would feel ripped off. Yeah. So according to the internet, um, despite initially strong sales, um, the publisher reported an estimated loss of sixty-three million dollars in the financial quarter that this game came out in. Yeah. That surprises me none. Yep. So I it's guess like, they're. Oh, hey, a new Avengers thing. Let's buy it. Them. Oh, wait, this sucks. It does suck. I bet it's a tie-in for the movie. Why does everyone look like this? It's not a tie-in for the movie. It's who the hell's Kamala Khan? It's like it's like a tie-in for the movie that came out six years too late. Yeah. Ah, licensed video games. That's the that's the whole. Well, no, because most licensed video games come out quick and are crap. Because they come out for the movie. This one they took their, they took so long that by the time they came out, it's like, hey, um, in the movies, aren't most of these characters not Avengers anymore and or dead? Well, no, like that's that's also, the that's the scale. It's e- like the scale is either it comes out quick and is dog shit, or it comes out way later and it's pretty good, like the fucking Middle Earth Shadows of War game, or like sh- like Shadow like Shadow of Mordor. Well, this came out way later and was also dog shit. Exactly. Slash, uh, slash maybe kind of okay if you bought it at half price well after it came out and all the freebies were added to it. This is the worst of both worlds. Yeah, I know. You know a game that I loved that was crap? Alpha Protocol. If I had paid full price for that game, I would have despised it. Yeah. (laughs) Because I barely paid anything for it, I got my copy for like five bucks. I love that game. For 20 bucks, I didn't feel too ripped off. It was all right. 
it's one of those like this is all right but there are lots of problems and also if i bought it back when it first came out when it was buggy as hell and, and at full price for like what is essentially a 10-hour story campaign i would have felt really angry so in effect i can't really recommend this game but you know if you're a big avengers fan and you're not going to pay full price for it you and you want to see tiny baby Modoc? <laughs> want to see tiny baby Modoc? Tiny baby Modoc. Yeah, maybe it's all right. <laughs> tiny baby Modoc. But there's a much better there's a much better Marvel game on the Switch called uh, Ultimate Alliance Three. This Modoc looks like a cross between like real Modoc and then the live action ha- like fucking Hector Hammond from the Green Lantern movie. Ultimate Alliance Three has a lot of like. Hey, pay us money crap that you have to deal with. Um, I recommend if you can find them Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. They're drastically superior and just a lot of fun. But Ultimate Alliance 3 is at least fun. I was going to say, I'm assuming Ultimate Alliance 3 is better than this. I haven't actually played it yet. I haven't played that, so I can't compare. But I like I said, I had some fun with it. So I did it wasn't it wasn't complete and total pain. And some of it is kind of fun. Like when Baby Modoc came up, I just laughed. I don't think I I don't think that was the uh, intended I don't think that was the intended reaction, but I mean I No, you were supposed to find him intimidating. But I mean I found amusement out of it, which I guess works. Oh hey. So apparently Ultimate Alliance two was re released like back in twenty sixteen on PS4, Xbox One and PC. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna look and see if I can't find that as like digital download because with, with I think all of the DLC, I think I think both of them were, and I think with the DLC that was since taken off of the PS3 and Xbox stores. Oh, I am, I am going to wait patiently for this recording to end to immediately go to my PS4 and spend money. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So looking at it, um, the quarter of at least uh ultimate alliance one was PS4 and Xbox one, and then ultimate alliance two was PS4, Xbox one, and PC. Yeah, I, I don't. Why one I, I, I maybe because Ult- I think Ultimate Alliance One already had a PC release. Maybe they couldn't re-release it. Maybe because of licensing or something. I don't know. Oh nope, sorry. Apologies. Yeah, it, they, yeah. Sorry, there was a new version put out around the same time for the PS4 version. It's just for whatever reason. Oh, actually, here's here's the reason. The original Ultimate Alliance Two was never released on PC. So this is the, so the 2016 release is the first release of it on PC. Yeah. And then the then Ultimate Alliance One was on PC back in two thousand six, but then the remastered version came out in twenty sixteen. So that's what the least. Yes, so it is. They are both on everything. Huzzah! Okay. Yay! So yeah, go get that once the recording is done. And well, I mean, you're not fucking talking right now, Cave. You can fucking look it up. <laughs> okay. My PS Four is in the other room. <laughs> true. He doesn't have everything in one location like I do, and I assume weirdo. he does. You weirdo. You person who separates your things into different rooms? Like a person with more than one room? So that was my big uh, big thing I was playing was the Avengers game. Well, already. And that's about all I've had because, you know, for yeah. about two weeks prior, I was in too much pain to play any video games at all. I tried and I was just like, ow, it hurts to even sit in this chair. All right, well, uh, that's all we've got for uh, games on to news. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cam, I seem to mention, I seem to recall you mentioning before we started recording something about griping about Mass Effect. 
Yeah, it's only about you had an hour long rant about Mass Effect, so uh, it's it's more of like given that it's like so close, there are certain things that I like. They have announced that there were changes to Mass Effect One, so I replayed Mass Effect One so that when I played the new version of Mass Effect One, I can compare it. There are certain things that I hope that they have changed, and two major things that I hope they have not. The first thing that I hope they have not changed is they say they've made the Mako easier. I hope not too much easier because part of the fun of that game was actually the misery of driving the Mako. I 100% disagree. I am an obsessed fanboy. Okay, this is like a Star Wars thing. Okay. Yes. In my opinion, and this is an opinion. I think part of the like part of the experience of Mass Effect 1 is driving that unmanageable behemoth and just trying to do things while having to basically wrestle uh, like a, a bucking bear back into position every time you turn around. <laughs> I enjoyed the Mako. I got really good at the Mako and I don't want those skills to be completely useless. I expect they've changed that. The second so, thing I hope they haven't changed. So before you get, before you get into the second thing, they hope they haven't changed for reference. He was referring to mass effect legendary edition. You never actually yes. said what you actually, you never actually said what this was in reference to. Yes. Mass effect legendary editions coming out, I believe on Friday. Um, they've updated and modified things to make them Hopefully better. I really hope. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Legendary Edition, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is, is the, is a compilation of the only three Mass Effect games. Yes. Uh, for, you know, the newer consoles with updated graphics, updated everything. Um, a photo mode has been added. They've been, they've added some new character models, uh, volumetric lighting, texture, special effects, mechanical features, such improved, as improving uh, handling of the Mako. Like they've they've improved the way Femshap looks, so she yeah. doesn't look as much like a potato. And the creation and the character creation tool is apparently universal, so that the so the commander shepherd you make for the first game will be the same as the commander you play in the third game. Yeah. The other thing that I hope they haven't changed is the elevators. <laughs> in Mass Effect One, uh there they masked loading times rather poorly by having you ride in elevators all the time. And I actually like those because they're great moments for the characters to interact, talk for subtle moments, a little, little jabs, little things that could like give you more character that you don't get in the later Mass Effect games. Cause you don't have elevator sequences. And I understand if they took those away because they are long and boring. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I like just, just both things you said you hope they don't change are two of the worst parts of the original game. The elevator sequences. No, like, 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 like just the way you said that it's like they mask loading with the elevators. I do not want them to get rid of the elevators. And then you went into the reason why, but just like for that hot second, I'm like, wait a minute. Do you not want them to have changed the elevators? Cause you want dog shit loading times. No, I want the conversations between the characters because yeah, so it is like integral. It is an integral part of the Mass Effect One experience that you have a soft crash in the elevator. <laughs> 
If you do not, if you that do not is sit, the Mass Effect One experience on the original consoles. Yeah, so is texture. So, so is texture pop in. I don't want texture pop in. One of the game. things that I desperately hope they fixed is how bad the texture pop in was. Well, I'm because assuming because it's not point, a fucking Unreal Three game. At one point, I was playing Mass Effect One just recently, and so there's like there's like I, I like to walk around in the Mass Effect games. I don't like to just fast travel places. So I'm walking from one elevo- elevator to the next. Shut up. <laughs> and all the way from one elevator to the next, and this is a, like a five, ten minute walk. My armor never loaded. Nice. My armor only loaded while I was riding the elevator. And I was like, yeah, I hope they fix that. Because <laughs> it's bad. So apparently um, this game... Another ha- so- thing is I hope I hope insanity insanity difficulty in Mass Effect 1 is actually playable. In the original Mass Effect 1, all insanity difficulty did was slap practically impenetrable armor on your enemies, make them dodge all of your bullets, and make them never miss a shot. So, it it was hard, but it was bullshit hard. It wasn't fun hard. So I'm hoping that's one of the things that they might have fixed. Uh... Well, the other big, the other big thing that I want to see in in Mass in the Mass Effect One game is I want to see more of those choices that they claimed would be so integral to this game actually being important. Like, there's a bug. Um, what's his name? There's the super fan of Mass in Mass Effect One who's oh, like. Conrad. Yeah, Conrad Werner. Conrad Werner, that's his name. And in Mass Effect 2, you always shot him in the foot. Yeah. Like, you have multiple options on how to deal with him. You can be friendly and nice, or you can shoot him in the foot and tell him to fuck off. I was always friendly and nice to him until I got to Mass Effect 2, and I was like, oh, I might as well just shoot him in the foot because my decision didn't matter. And I'm hoping that's one of the things that got fixed. I don't think because I'm, I remember the third game. They like they like. Oh, I'm, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I, I'm accused you of shooting me, even if you didn't. I was really crazy that day. Yeah, that was how they fixed it. Was like <laughs> this is just like a line of dialogue to excuse our major fuck up of ruining a character choice. Yeah, that seems more like um, a writing thing and not a we need to fix this thing. No, it's a bug. No, it was a bug. It's a bug because there is a there was a um, there was a there was a scenario where he reacts as if you didn't shoot him. It's just that because of the bug, the file never reads it correctly. Yeah, okay. it's all, like the, there's a bug that's always flagging it as you shot him, whether you shot him or talked to him. There's and, also um, mention of a character in Mass Effect One. Being a doctor character and you go on this long side quest and you never actually encounter this character and i'm hoping that they've expanded on that i there there are some side quests that feel like they didn't get fully expanded upon in mass effect one that i really want to see more of um and i'm, I'm hoping i'm going to now that we, you right now i'm pretty sure they said they didn't do anything like yeah that. They, it from from the looks of what is being talked about with this new thing it's just hey here are the here are the first three games with everything that was included in them we have added nothing new story content like, wise like they might they might fix the conrad bug in the second game but i don't think they're adding anything to yeah according well, yeah according to hope. According to what they have said about it, it is it is like extensive upgrades to combat mechanics, vehicle handling, and loading times. 
It is a graphical upgrade and a small technical upgrade. Otherwise, it's the games. I'm just saying what I'm hoping. I don't expect any of this. Honestly, I I would be surprised, but part of me wouldn't be surprised if I loaded it up and Mass Effect 1's textures came up on my PS4. I'd be very confused, but like given how cheap people can get sometimes, it wouldn't fully shock me. Like I mentioned I, I mentioned kind of at the top of this like, hey, it's not some unreal th- it's not some fucking unreal thing. This is running on the same engine as the first game. This is Unreal Engine 3. Oh. Yeah, no, this 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 is gonna be interesting. Um, one another thing that I hope is that in the legendary edition, there's like bonus content on just the disc. Because one thing that I've always wanted was like a layout blueprint of the of the Normandy. Because like I spent so much of my childhood on that ship, I'd love to be able to just like, oh yeah, I know this, I know what this is. I know what th- I'd love, I'd love to do that. I plan on getting the um uh with the release of the legendary edition there has been a new normandy model released and I plan on getting that at some point cuz oh my god which which one the first or the second one uh the sr2 I don't have as much of a connection to the sr1 just because it was only you, one game well no you just don't get to explore it as much like there's two floors and that's it there's there's very little and there's very little reason to go most of the area, especially if you sacrifice Kai Nalinko because he's the boring character, <laughs> which is a shame. I, I, it's a shame that Kaiden's the worst character because I want to save him, but I also don't care. He's just boring. <laughs> um, and yeah, but yeah, I'm, that's Mass Effect. I'm assuming you'll not be getting any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm assuming not either, but I'm hope. I hope it's a hope, and it's a vain hope, but it's a hope. Yeah, what I'm assuming is going to be happening is you're going to get the game, play it for like start playing it, complain to either me, Birdie, or all three of us about the things about the things that that they change that you don't like, and then play and then and then go on to play 500 hours of it. Yes, that is most likely completely accurate. I have I I have told my wife that she is not going to have a husband for that weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I understand. This is your favorite game. I understand. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, moving on. We were talking about our first consoles and like our first games and all that stuff, and that brought me back to when I was a kid. You see. My first console was a Nintendo 64 that my aunt got at a pawn shop. She liked to joke saying it fell off of a truck, but I knew her. I know the pawn shop she liked to go to. I had seen the N64 there. I know where the N64 came from. And she got me video games in pawn shops. This was way back in the day. They they still do. I have a pawn shop that I went to like before the pandemic started. and They had like they had a PS4 there. Okay, I guess all pawn shops I go to have no video games in them or anything really. It's all old furniture and crap. We got your insurance. Really You're in Jersey. But my first ever game, the first ever video game that I got to play that I, well, that I got to play that I owned, I'd gotten to play other video games because my neighbors had video games and they'd let me play them. Um, I still hate Mario to this day because of how bad I was at it as a child. Um, but my first ever game was, Pokemon Snap. And 
I remember obsessing over that game. I remember buying like magazines because they had cheats and hints for Pokemon Snap. I remember hunting the fuck out of Mew to get a picture of him in space. I suppose this is a bad time to say I hated Pokemon Snap. <laughs> no, you can hate it. It's, dude, it's your, it's your right, man. I hated it. I was like, what is this? Pictures? No, Pokemon are for battling. Yeah, what is this horseshit? I want like, dog fights. I was also like 10 years old at the time, so, you know. Yeah, when I was 10 years old, I didn't like Pokemon at all, really. Like, I watched the show because, you know, I needed something to watch and I was an idiot. But I didn't enjoy playing the games because I, I hate random encounters. And I couldn't and I didn't really see a path forward after a certain point. I just kind of like began spinning my wheels, running in a circle around the same field over and over again, going, where do I go? Did Pokemon Snap come out before or after Gen 2? I'm assuming before because it's only Gen 1 stuff, if I remember. I'm pretty sure it's before, yeah. Yeah, so I'm um, being like, like, this is the next Pokemon game? Oh, this is lame. And what is this horse shit? But, stuff, basically. But recently they came out with new Pokemon Snap. Ah, uh, yeah. And I had to get it because of childhood nostalgia. And so far of what I've played of it, it's basically a graphical update of the game I played as a child. It's similar concept, more photography, more different Pokemon. And they've added a few new features. And I've put maybe an hour into it so far. And I can already tell this is it's going to be one of my chill games. Like it's going to be one of the games that I play to just uh, chill out and relax. And I'm very happy with it so far because it's what I wanted. It's more Pokemon snap. And it makes me wonder why the fuck Nintendo have been sitting on the Pokemon snap IP for all this time and not done anything with it. I can tell you exactly why. Why? Because the majority of the reaction from what I remember was people like me who were like, what's this? This is lame. They're taking pictures. I want to fight some guys. Well, that's because you guys are nerds. <laughs> no, it's just because we played the first game, was really obsessed with it, and wanted more of that. I'm just messing with you, bro. You know, um, I mean, I mean, I know, I know, I know. A new gen is taken for granted these days, but you know, back then, no, new new gens are still ninety-seven. New gens are still at least in the like like in the main community, the one that I hang out in. They still are like, oh, finally a new gen. We're gonna get new Pokemon. Just this recent gen kind of, kind of poo pooed on a few people's dreams. <laughs> I remember. That's why I haven't played it yet. It's good. I, it's it good. looks good and pretty. I'm just like, but, but the mons I like aren't in it. Yeah, I know. What's the point? Oh. At least uh, with uh, the fourth gen coming out, they're going to be putting in a lot of the mons we love again. Like, my hope is that they just were like, we want to take our time with updating this shit. So they didn't want to just rush in, put a ton of Pokemon in. I'm looking forward to Legends Arceus, honestly. To be honest, I think they just want to see how much they can get away with. But, you know. And then hashtag decks have happened. They were like, fine, if you don't want to play the game, don't play the game. I love the number of people that were just like, well, I'll just not play it then. And Nintendo will see how much they regret losing my money. I was like, bitch. They don't get enough business out of people other than you. You I don't try. have to play it. I'm still I, going to get to play the next Pokemon game. Yeah, I've tried that. It doesn't work, which is unfortunate. Like, really, the big... I'm not going to play this game, Nintendo, and you will rue the day you lost my business. 
in a the, year he'll be like, oh, curses. Why did not that that one guy not still play with? And it doesn't work. But I mean. Really, uh, the big when you want to force a change with your favorite get video games, the big thing is to politely bring it up and try and start a discourse about it. Not whine like a butthurt nine-year-old whose babysitter told him that he has to go to bed. That's what you do. If I mean, you don't like something, you bring up a calm col- collective discourse. I mean, that's not why I didn't a do that. shouting fest. But, but deep down, I still wish I could be like, "You will rue the day you lost my business," and they would like actually care. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I wish that that was the case with so many uh, like game companies, like when. EA keeps doing things that make me not want to buy their games ever again, and then they put them on sale. <laughs> ah, sucker. It's like, oh, I'll never buy The Sims. Fo- oh, it's on sale? I guess I could try it. Well, now I've bought every piece of DLC while it was on sale. Oh, damn, damn it. it. <laughs> I have no morals. <laughs> I have the moral backbone of a chocolate eclair. Oh, I hate when that happens. Ugh, but yeah. So, new Pokemon Snap has a bunch of the new Pokemon in it. Um, you get to take a picture of the Fire Bunny really quick. So, it's obviously like, we want to appeal to the younger generations. And it's probably mostly going to be bought by old bastards like me who are like, I remember when I could take pictures of you. I'm like, I'm pretty, I remember the younger generation isn't too impressed with Pokemon anymore because it's seen as like a millennial thing. (laughs) But yeah. It's like when they released Animal Crossing and like it was mostly older people that were buying it. (laughs) New Pokemon Snap seems to be as good as old Pokemon Snap. I have nothing I can complain about yet. So it sounds like so. I'm going to have the exact same reaction as I did back then. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably shouldn't buy it. This it's called new Pokemon game. snap, dude. It's not for you. Like it's, they aren't even fucking trying. It's just, Hey, it's the new Pokemon snap. What's new about it? We Pokemon? made it like, we made it like this year. There's new Pokemon in it, right? That'll make yeah. you guys happy. It's the Buy same. Game. It's the same thing with every iteration of Pokemon. It's just, all right, it's Pokemon. What's new in it? You've done it now, Game Freak. You will rue the day you've lost my business. <laughs> and Game Freak just like, who are you? Oh man, we should have made something that would appeal to Alex. I know we're right? gonna rue this day forever. Yeah, we should have made a Pokemon Mech game. <laughs> I would play the shit out of a Pokemon oh, yeah. mech game. Uh, yeah, that's all I needed. Yeah, I would like Voltron, like Voltron it up with Pokemon. You're at the center, and you can pick five Pokemon whose abilities add new powers to your mech. Oh, that'd be awesome! Hit us up, Game Freak. <laughs> yeah, hit us. The only people to have had this idea. Yes, but I, I, I want money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game. What Game Freak will probably do is if they ended up doing that and we and we end up making kind of some kind of stink about it, they go, "Hey, here's I don't know a sweater. Here's the free copy. No, not not even that. Here's a sweater. Here's a plushie. Yeah. It's one of our discontinued ones that we're not that weren't or we weren't able to sell it. Yeah, here's a Pikachu plushie we made for thirty five cents. We're charging fifty bucks for it. Uh 
But we say it's stuffed with Pokemon fabric, but it's actually stuffed with the fibers made from children's fingernails that have fallen into the machine. But new Pokemon Snap is Pokemon Snap. There's yeah. nothing really to say there. Yeah. What there is something to say about is uh, a Kirby Super Clash. A free-to-play game on the Nintendo Switch that is surprisingly fun. And there is a kind of pay-to-win-ish side to it. Uh, there is a tree that gives you apples that let you do bonus shit and buy some of the stuff. Uh, and they're completely unnecessary. And if you pay for them, you can get more and unlock bonus upgrades. Otherwise, you can just wait patiently for the upgrades to unlock themselves. And I, mean, I thought you were going to say there there are... Like if you if you pay for them, you're an idiot. <laughs> it kind of sounded like it, what they were going for. Like they're unnecessary, and if you pay for them, you're an idiot. It, it it's kind kind of like like you don't need to spend the like the game and the best part like the reason that I'm kind of like wishy washing on the you don't need to pay for it is the game is free. It is a full game, a game that I would be willing to pay upwards of thirty dollars for. And it's free. So if you want to give the devs money, go ahead and buy the apples. I'm poor, so I won't. And just here's the thing that with all this. This is Nintendo. Nintendo does not understand the concept of free. What do you mean? Like... Like, they are, they are a company that is so back on their fucking laurel like back in their old school mindset of like hey this is how things work this is how things need to work that like so much of what they do like like there's like there was like the fucking tetris 99 thing we're like hey yeah this is this is game is the game is free as long as you pay for online we're gonna be giving you guys free super nintendo games so long as we pay for the online and then it's like, hey, here's Kirby Clash. Kirby, you know, one of our fucking franchises. One of Nintendo's fucking franchises. Here's a free thing. Like, Kirby has kind of always been, like, what their experimental stuff was. But even this seems a bit weird to me. I'm worried that hey, at, so I'm worried that at some point... You don't need the online, but there is an online component to it where you can team up with other players... Yeah, I'm but, just uh, I'm just worried that like at some point there's gonna be like, like some fucking message or something or like some piece of news that I just see where it's like, hey, this Kirby free thing, guess the fuck what? You sold us your firstborn, or an equivalent. That's fine. Yeah, or a child, or an equivalent mass of blood. Okay, I've got plenty of it. Take it. <laughs> Well, it's Nintendo, so they wouldn't make enough needles, so they'd be reusing them. <laughs> oh, I got AIDS because I played Kirby Super Clash. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. Nintendo is all right. Nintendo has announced their new blood, has their new blood withdrawal program. Uh, they produced a number of needles equal uh, that is apparently equal amounts. Uh, they produced their Nest Classic. <laughs> Oh man! And then a week later, multiple people got transmissible diseases through the through the Nintendo Blood Withdrawal Program. Speaking to Nintendo, their spokesperson said, "We didn't know the demand would be this high for Kirby." 
but no, it is actually not. It is very much not a traditional Kirby game in pretty much any way. You've got four power modes, sword, hammer, uh, like beam. I think it's beam, but they call them like time wizard or something. And alchemy. Alchemy is the useless one. I lie. It's actually it's a it's that's the healing subclass and it's actually really decent by people who know how to use it. I don't know how to use it, so I suck at it. <laughs> um but uh like my my personal favorite is uh beam because you can like if you get it if you time if you time your super move right, you can slowly like freeze the enemy in place so that everybody can just use their their specials on it and hammer it as hard as possible and deal a lot of damage. Um, and I love doing that because it's just like, I, I'll stand at the back. You guys distract it. Time beam. Time beam. <laughs> and then the thing's frozen in place and everybody just starts using their super effectives. Uh, hammer is really slow, but also deals a fuck ton of damage. Um, sword has an area of everybody has the Kirby puts his hand on his forehead and can't take damage ability. But uh, shield sword has a shield that bubbles up and can protect everybody within the bubble. So it's actually really great to have a uh, sword guy on your team for the express purpose of going into the front line and like blocking damage. I've actually been doing a lot of sword recently. Hmm. Um, and it's 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 really just like a boss beat em up kind of thing. Like you go in, hey, this area needs your help. You go to the area, you spend some energy, you go fight the guy, and then you kill the guy, you get stuff, you upgrade your gear, you fight another guy. There's medals, there's a point system, there's leveling, um, yeah, yeah, there's tons of different equipment that's themed around various, uh, various characters from the Kirby universe, and just, like generically themed some of them as far as i can tell i'm not 100 sure because i don't i'm not up on my kirby lore um <laughs> there is no messaging system but there is there's a sticker system and you buy the stickers with the apples that you can buy or you get some for free every day um and you use the stickers to communicate and like the stickers are all characters from previous kirby games I think there are some from the um, Fire Emblem games, but I'm not sure. Never played the games. Don't really know. Um, and it's it's just a lot of, like, it's wholesome fun, which you, you don't get in beat-em-ups very often. You do with like, Kirby. Beat-em-ups? Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's like the arena mode for Kirby. Like in the curb in the actual Kirby games, it's like going into the arena and fighting opponents. Only like it's an entire like pseudo RPG. Yeah, and so like when you said like the different something, so I'm assuming there is no assuming there is no absorbing people in this. No, there is no absorption. You cannot suck. Uh, well, you can if you're just bad at the game. <laughs> but no, you there is no suction ability. Um, you do have flight. It's limited flight, so you can't just stay above the battle all the time. Um, Wispy Woods is just as trash as he always is. Um, you can never change your power set. Uh, like you can't you can't change your power set mid fight. 
It's always the same power set. You can't lose your power set mid fight. I had, I did but, say Kirby was experimental, but I didn't expect them to do, to experiment by just removing the Kirbiness. He's a cute pink puffball who's doing a heck of a lot of damage to them. Um, yeah, but they're actually doing a heck of a lot of damage to them and destroying matter. True. <laughs> True. Like Kirby is and, uh, Kirby like, is an unfathomably thing, powerful being. The other thing is there are four Kirby's in this game. Oh, the horror. Like lore wise, there are four Kirby's in this game. And they travel dream world to fight off like the evils. I think it's implied that like dimensions are fusing or something, or maybe even outright said the story confused me. So I stopped paying attention to it as one does. <laughs> and like, like, like my wife and I got, like found out about the game because like we went to a GameStop and the GameStop employer was like, and we're giving this to you for free, you know, from us to you. And I was like, Kirby super class. This game is just free. <laughs> and yes, we're like, giving oh, it we to gave you, you a free. We're, yeah, we're giving this to you for free. It, it's a, it's an absolute blast. It's a great way to de-stress and distract. Um, I like to imagine people's faces. I don't like on the various enemy bosses. If I'm in a bad mood and it helps my bad mood. It's free. So if you own a switch or a switch light, I recommend trying it out. The worst that happens is you delete it from your hard drive. You've said it's free like four times, all with the exact same intonation of someone who doesn't believe what they're saying. I don't. It's Nintendo. <laughs> it's, it's every time you said it, it's just like, it's free. I, guess it's free. I don't believe it because <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Nintendo. <laughs> Like, you said it yourself. Nintendo doesn't know what free means. No, I know. <laughs> it's just, it's so weird of, just hearing you say the same thing over and over again with the exact same pitch and everything. <laughs> Actually, I'm a recording. Caveman had to go poop. <laughs> <laughs> it is free. Can you not believe? Nintendo gives nothing away for it's free. It's free. Madness. <laughs> what is this shenanigans? Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, this is what's going to drive someone into like a Lovecraftian style, like like delusional spiral. Was, Wait, Nintendo's giving something away for free? That makes no sense. And like a week later, it's like just like someone who has like horribly destroyed their body in some way that makes them resemble Kirby. <laughs> it's like Uzumaki, but Kirby. Uh, but moving on to a game that I started, got mad at, didn't finish, and I'm going back to finish because I want to know. I want to. I want to. I've earned the ending. Miles Morales, Spider Man. Yes, I saw. So I saw someone play this game. Uh, yeah, this is an expansion pack. That's not even what I'm mad about. I'm. I'm. I'm just. And also, it's like it's not a very good expansion pack either. So the game's fun. Like first off, it's more of the Spider-Man you love with a ton of like extra little bits added on. So 
It's more story. It's more character development. It's more powers. It's more costumes. And it's the swagger of a young black teenager. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking Uh, review. (laughs) They will will never live that down. Exaggerated swagger of a black teen. (laughs) They will never live that shit down. You see that, Alex? Oh, man. Uh, no, I, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, so there was there was a games. I think it was a GameSpot review. I thought it was IGN. It, it was it was some very very large organization that released this game and was talking about like the character animation. And they said the character of Miles Morales had the exaggerated swagger of a black teen. <laughs> In the review, just straight up, just said it. <sighs> let me see if I can actually find who actually said it. Uh, let me just. You can keep going. I'll just pull this up. While you're looking that up, um, I loved the game up to a point. I mean, it's a superhero game, which means it's very predictable if you've read any of the comics or know how to perform critical thinking skills. I was going to say, is this just the PS4 Spider-Man, but with a different Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. That's why Dead called it an expansion pack because that's like, what it is. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was ri- it was made originally as an expansion pack for... Uh, the, for the Spider-Man PS4 game, but then with the new console coming out, they were like, let's just make it separate. That's why the PS5 version of Spider-Man comes with Miles Morales. But I mean, does Miles do anything different from Peter? Uh, he has a Venom uh, strike. He has electro powers, a cloaking ability, and that's it. Can he actually do that in the game? Yes. yes. Oh, well. Yeah, his his like big like his big like you know special his thing like powers are actually essential to the story. Yeah, like, like when you build up the power in the game, it uh like like building up your focus essentially just goes into a like venom strike mode because they call them venom blasts and venom strikes, despite it being electricity. That won't be confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not like there is anything else connected to Spider Man called Venom. Knock knock the devil in. But, um, oh, my throat. <sighs> At one point in the game, you find out that your cousin is one of the bad guys. Big shock who couldn't have seen that coming. Like, and I'm like, all right, so we're going to work as a family. We're going to deal with the bad guys. We haven't gotten a real, we haven't gotten a real fight against you yet. Fuck. They're about to use some contrivance to make you the bad guy again. Yep. They're the tinkerer. Uh, and and the contrivance is so contrived, I quit playing the game. Oh. So, up until that point, like, there had been deceptions on both sides. There had been upsetness, hurt feelings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your uncle uh, had turned out to be evil and had betrayed you. And she was there when he was le- when you said to you you saw this and said yeah no he tricked me, and it's like okay, this like you've written it so that she has no excuse to turn around and try and kill me. What are you going to do? At yeah. one point, you're facing off against the rhino. You beat him, and then she like like you're gathering evidence while she's like. Uh, I'm going to keep beating up on the rhino's face. And then like you, you hear, Oh, if she puts this new form shit into the reactor, 
it's gonna blow it all up and kill a bunch of people. Oh, so you God. turn around to warn her, and you see she's about to kill the rhino. So being a superhero, you stop her. Yeah. Hey, maybe don't to murder. Which she responds by trying to murder you, saying that everything is your fault that you betrayed her, even though she's been operating as a super villain for weeks. Well, that's the thing. She's and up against corporate America, a.k.a. a really smarmy white guy. And like she tells you, if you get in her way again, she's going to kill you. A childhood friend who has shown no propensity towards murder. I'll kill you to death. That's yeah. about how I felt. Yeah. And anyway, uh, so Alex, uh, if you click the link in the, I click the link just put in the discord. Uh, that will take you right fucking to the point. It starts like five seconds before the line, just to give you some context. And I am a writer and I love good stories. This was not good story. This was infuriatingly contrived and I hated it. I, it just made me angry. What did you think of the Peter Parker redesign? It was okay. Because they, for whatever reason, decided to redesign Peter Parker. Yeah, they wanted to make him look more like um, Tom Holland. It's okay. Because, you know. Nothing to write home about. It's okay. It's weird that he's like a late 20s-year-old man who looks like a teenager. Yeah, who, who looks like a seven-year-old boy. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not like we had a it's not like we had a previous 20-plus-hour game get to get used to his fucking face. And they go, hey, it's like Tom Holland. Woo. Fuck. Oh God. But I, I have I have had despite how much I really like Miles Morales as a character, I have had no fucking desire to play this game. Like at all. Just from the second it was from the second I learned what it was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. Because like when they but, announced yeah, Miles, like when, when they announced it, it was like, hey, we got a new game with Miles Morales. Like, all right, sick. But then the new game is an expansion pack they're charging full price for. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's really all I have to say on that game because it, it made me so upset. And I got upset because the writing had been really good up until then. And then it was like they traded out writers or the writer went went on a coffee break at the pivotal moment. So they had to get Ted from like like Ted the intern to write that segment. Ted from marketing. <laughs> no one told him. And he was just like, oh, we need this chick to be the bad guy, right? And then it just went to the recording booth and the writer's like, shit. No, they they wrote an exquisite corpse style. I don't know what that is. Exquisite exquisite corpse is a is an art style uh, in writing, painting, music, whatever. Where one person makes a segment of a, of a of a thing, and they hand that segment off to the next person, who then continues it, and then they hand off their segment to someone else with no context of the previous segment, where they have to run write a new segment, and then it just kind of keeps going from there, building out this thing of like this weird monstrosity artwork piece that is built entirely from contextless art. Cool. 
and just like yeah someone wrote that and then the guy the guy who read it read that person as the villain continued writing they hand out to the next person who was like wait i thought this person wasn't supposed to be the villain anymore what's happening And of course, they they contrived that so that she could have her turn around and realize she was wrong. I'll be the hero moment. And of course, yeah, I did like the Black Lives Matter mural. <laughs> like okay. there, there's there's like I wish that they still had the um, within the first game how you went around and photographed a bunch of shit um in order to get like landmarks because i can i found it once when they were giving me the suit in front of it and i haven't been able to find it again since and i wanted to show my wife and i couldn't find it i was very sad <laughs> like i spent an hour swinging around manhattan and be like no, no no baby it's here it's here and she was just like uh-huh while she was reading a book <laughs> i'm sure it is sweetie <laughs> Oh, they also included like the um into the Spider Verse suit, and its power is your frame. Your character's frame rate goes to twenty four FPS. Yep, which is really jarring, and I really like it. Intentional, or is that it's fully intentional? Yeah, it's yeah. intentional. Yeah, it's like, fully like, intentional. Like I thought, the game was broken at first. I was like, "What's wrong with the game?" Yeah, for those who, <laughs> I was like, oh. for those who don't know, in the film Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Miles Morales, for the majority of that movie, is actually animated at half the frames of, the, of everyone else. With Spider-Man himself, with every other character being like done at like you know like twenty-four FPS, but then Miles is specifically animated at twelve. Why? To show him art. because it yeah well for art, but also to show him being clumsier and a bit like rougher with the spider powers until he until he finally like takes the leap of faith, becomes Spider-Man proper, and then gets upgraded to twenty-four FPS. It's a okay. art film thing. Damn art films. <laughs> yes, the art film into the Spider Verse. I think it. I think it premiered at Cannes. Anyway, anything else you've been playing? Cave. Uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, once Mass Effect comes out, all I'll be talking about is Mass Effect. So I'll probably be pretty useless. So. <laughs> Well, alrighty then. So, I have been playing some stuff. One of them almost gave me a panic attack. Okay. Do you need a hug? Nah, I'm good. I refunded it. Okay. Okay. So, the game is called Outer Wilds. It is a space exploration game. Uh, came out back in like 2019. The 2018-2019. One every game of the year award back then because it has a lot of really cool shit in it. Like you are a member of a spacefaring race that has, that is like a new space program that they're kind of launching out there to explore the planets in their solar system and find evidence of an ancient race of alien beings that have, that have left like the, like they, these are people that have found real evidence of an ancient alien civilization that is way more advanced than theirs. And they're going out there trying to find more information about it and also find more stuff about it that they can then use to further their own space exploring ventures. So Prometheus, not really. It's better written. (laughs) 
And yes, like and yes, you are one of these guys uh, kind of going out there on their next launch. And as you are heading out there, um, a statue of one of these alien species, one of these alien creatures, um, moves to turn towards you. Its eyes start glowing, and it does something weird to your brain. You are then supposed to you are then, you are then supposed to be killed as the sun explodes and realize you are in a time loop. Oh no. What I did was I dropped out of my spaceship without wearing my spacesuit and couldn't get back in and suffocated to death. Oh, oh no. <laughs> because I, the dumbass, uh, opened up the hatch to my ship on an alien pl- uh, on a planet without v- basically any atmosphere and then dropped down in I uh, dropped down on that planet without without any atmosphere before putting on my spacesuit. And then I tried to get back in and couldn't. Then I passed out and died. Let's do the time warp again. And yeah, so that's the thing. In this universe, in this solar system you're in, the sun is about to explode. You have 22 minutes. Oh my god. And that's so, a bit excessive. Well, it's 22 minutes in real time. Uh, in game time, it's a few hours. That's a bit excessive. Uh, sorry, I believe I believe it is a 22 minute loop. I think I read that. I don't think I ever timed it because I think I only died from the sun exploding once. 22 minutes is way too short. I would return it just for not giving me enough gameplay in a single day. Well, no, it's. You can you can still do a whole lot like the solar system isn't massive. You can get to, you can get from planet to planet in like five seconds. Never mind. So there's no actual flying then? Yeah, there is. You still have a space shuttle. But I mean, you don't control it. Yeah, you do. Man, that is not a lot of flight time. (laughs) Whenever I hear about a space game, my first question is, do I get to fly in space? Which you do. Yes, but I'm saying I'm saying that you don't get a lot of time to fly if it's only five seconds between planets. Like I, again, I didn't fucking time how long it took me to get from planet to planet. Well, you know how serious I am about these things, Dad. I don't. You actually. know that I'm obviously this is obviously being 100 percent serious and not just exaggerating for esoteric reasons. And know how much time you can fly in space? Do you have to fly right to the other planet? Uh, you don't have to. But like I'm taking the piss and obviously not being funny because I'm tired and sick. Yeah, I I can never tell with you. You take things very seriously, even when you're not. You sound like you are. Yeah. So. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff, like pretty much the entirety of this game is is it is exploration. You are in this one solar system with like I think four or five planets in it, and. And you hear rumors. You, like, you go around talking to different people, talking to different like explorers from your planet. And when you talk to them, they you you get stuff about. Hey, I heard like there's something up in the north of this planet. I heard that like I, I found some fucking ancient ruins that pointed to some weird fucking thing underneath the surface of this other planet. And you just kind of go around from them to them, trying to find shit. Um, as you're kind of jumping from planet to planet, um, you can fire off a probe that then you can like take shots of the planet as it is circling the planet. 
I feel like I remember watching someone play some of this game and they died because they spent too long trying to talk to everybody. Like they never even got to the like statue looking at them part. They just like the sun exploded and killed them because they spent like <laughs> half an hour talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, it can happen. And it's it was all really cool and like like ha- like having this essentially like this rumor tree, this rumor like, you know, fucking this rumor like map essentially that then like pointed out, hey, where are you going to go next? Because it tracks the rumors you get in your ship log and then it and then it, like tracks uh, tracks you investigating them too. Cool. And you have like this and you have like this a uh, scope this um what is it? Like the kind of like the bomber's notebook out of uh Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Uh sure, I sure. I played that game once. I remember it. <laughs> I don't just fixate on the one part at the very end of the game where I was trying to where I was trying to do all of, like the individual race things for mask points or whatever, but it turns out I didn't need to and I could just beat the game. I don't like Zelda. <laughs> I know what he's talking about, but I don't remember what it does. The Bomber's Notebook tracks your progress with each side quest, and it gives you hints on how you can beat the side quests, as well as like showing, hey, you beat this one, so you're good. When you end the game, you'll get the perfect ending. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, it keeps track of what you've done in case you mm-hmm. don't forget, because everything always resets. But yeah, and, and so yeah, so, so so it's like that. And then you have the signal scope, which can be used to find like um well the 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 organization you're working for is the Outer Wild Space Exploration, whatever. That's where the name comes from, and so like you you could track like Outer Wild signals, which is usually just people like playing weird folksy music on like banjos or whistling or something. Yeah, come get some. Yeah, they're basically backwoods space folk. And Ain't nothing wrong with that, a good bit of down home space faring. Yeah, and so like it's like you can like uh, you can like lock on one of those signals and like track that. Uh, you can also get uh, distress signals, which are like from different uh, like crashed ancient alien civilization p- uh, pods, as well as these weird fucking massive rocks that you find. Like they are like there's this massive rock that you find on this one planet, and it gives off a signal. And if you and you can actually like fucking point your signal scope up into space and then f- then essentially track another one of that signal, which is this rogue like phantom planet that's kind of like going through your solar system at this point. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't really get to explore that too too much of that because I am aware of an underwater level in this game, and I have an intense fear of being underwater. Mm. Especially when there is a giant fucking monster under the water. And that's what that's what got you made you return it no what got me was i fell through a fucking black hole and ended up 500 kilometers away from the nearest planet in space without a spaceship using only using only the air powered thrusters on my jetpack to try to get back to the nearest planet and so it's just me in the void of space hearing <sighs> With nothing yeah, surrounding me, just pure void and a planet slowly getting bigger in my viewfinder. That would freak me out. Damn, that's terrifying. And what's also real freaky is the fact that the black hole space warps around it. So when you turn towards it, everything gets real fucky. 
Like it's just this, it's just a segment of pure black where every where every bit of light like refracts off of it in a really weird way, so it gives this really fucking like vertigo style effect. And then and then when you pop out of the other side of it, you pop out of a white hole. Just this space of pure white where again light refracts around it weird, so it's just so it's this really fucked up visual of just hey, I'm inducing vertigo by looking into this hole that I'm right next to. I better I better just fucking bust myself out into the void of goddamn space for five minutes. Oh, I did not like it. I'm drifting closer. It was. Oh, God. I give myself the willies. I wonder if this is the kind of game that's like you have to unlock all of these things in order to progress. Or if you like are one of those people who's just like, I'm going to look up the answer. Could you beat it in five minutes? Because you know the answer already. Well, no, like, like that's the thing. Like the story of it is like you is you go around to these different planets, find ruins and like other stones of people, of, like this ancient civilization, and then you just read that and you get the story through that. It is it's the story of these of this ancient peoples trying to find the eye of the universe. This like somewhat mythical thing that they just they just aren't able to track, and something happened to them. We don't really know what. We don't really know what happened. Like at the, at the point I stopped playing, which was about ninety minutes in, I did not know what happened to them. I do not know. Like I just got like my first mentions of like the eye of the universe. I found the like a. Uh, I found like it was this like a, uh, it was this like a multi ringed like planet tracker, where you would where you would like move this ball over to like these symbols that that denoted different planets. Like, hey, this one's following the fucking twin planets, which are two planets, like one like one covered in like lava, one covered in water or something. They're just constantly rotating around each other while they're in orbit. And it's and it's like, hey, so I'm tracking the twins. I'm tracking the other planet. And then when we try to track the eye of the universe, every single like tracking circle just begins spinning around around itself and not able to track anything. And so yeah, it's it's just a mystery game where you are just going around finding clues and like audio and like you know text logs, explaining the story of this ancient people. I've recorded another text log. I'm not sure why anybody would spend all their time looking at these. I mean, they're pretty boring. But hey, who knows? Maybe maybe one day someone will find them really entertaining. That is from uh, the Stick of Truth, a game like a game that had like. 18 text logs taking the piss out of not text logs audio logs taking the piss out of audio logs in <laughs> games. yeah well th- this one it's is like it's like they get the joke and then don't get the joke yeah yeah but this is like it's really cool it's like this cool like space mystery thing where you were like finding these ruins of these like ancient super advanced technological technological people that just fucking fell apart somehow and then, like, as you are, like, stuck in this loop over and over again, you're, like, like learning more and more about these about this stuff. You're learning more and more about these people. You're exploring more of your own universe. And it's all really neat. And it, I would I would have loved to play more of it if, I, if being in space by myself didn't make me shit my pants. And it kind of really sucked because I'm all about me this game. Aw, it's a shame. But luckily... Devil May Cry 5 was on sale for the exact same price, so refunded and bought that instead. Devil May Cry 5 is a lot less pants shitting induce inducing. It's just it's a very fun it's 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 a Devil May Cry game. You've played them. You know. We know how they go. 
I'm not particularly good at them, but yeah, same. I don't enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been really digging this. Um, I just finished up the like first. I just finished up the first like a uh, Nero part, and I'm about to play the first V part. So I actually played V yet. I know that V is different because he's a summoner. Ooh, I love playing summoners. So it'll be interesting to see how the summoner works into the character action style of Devil May Cry. Yeah, he's based from what I gather, he summons monsters to fight for him, and then he just like has a basic attack otherwise. Yeah, and so I so it'll be cool to see with that. Um with Nero, he, he in the story, he like in story, Nero typically has like a demon hand, but he got but he gets a cut off at the very beginning of the game. And then it turns into Virgil's sword, I think. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a whole Devil May Cry is weird, man. But yeah, and so then he gets this and he so then he gets a robotic hand. Um and as you as you progress through the game, you get new hands. And these new hands, you can like upgrade and you can actually change out the loadout of hands you have. Because whenever you because you, whenever like you can like you can like you, you can make one of your hands fucking just explode if you're just being fucking battered by enemies, you can overcharge your hand and they get like a super powerful attack out of it that ends up destroying the hand. If you try to do any of that shit while you're being attacked and then you get attacked, your hand explodes. But each hand How has many like, times do they do they go for the uh, give this guy a hand joke? Uh, so far, none. Oh, I'm impressed. Games usually go for that easy humor. Yeah, American games. This one just kind of goes. This this one just accepts it. But yeah, he's got a he's got a robot hand. Whatever. And each robot hand has like different abilities. Um, like this, like the standard first hand you get, it has like this like massive like area push attack. Just like the hand just like explodes out in this like burst of electrical energy that just like forces everything back. Uh, but if you are locked onto an enemy, it, it works as a uh, if you're locked on an enemy, every hand works as a like zip line to like either yank you to enemies or yank enemies to you. Get over here. I'm yeah. coming. But then you got like a drill hand. You got one hand that like works as a works essentially just like an air dash almost. Man, that makes me think of Common Rider fours. I just got a new hand that has a rocket punch. And when I say rocket punch, I mean, it punches out in a rocket and then keeps punching them for like the next 30 seconds. So is it pushing them back or does it like release and then fire again and release and fire again? No. So it fires. There's a rocket booster on the back of it and then it just keeps doing flybys. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so as I'm over here fucking hitting someone with my sword that has a motorcycle engine on it. Cause it's, you know, it's devil may cry. Like I'm just over here just going nah, nah, nah. and then in the background you just hear boof, 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 boof. Which is just great. That has to be a two-handed sword. Nope, one-handed. Oh my god. It has a motorcycle engine on it. Well, it has a motorcycle-like handle on it and an engine thing inside of it, but it does not have the an engine the size of a motorcycle engine on it. Like, what he does is he, like, puts the tip in the ground and then just, like, vroom, 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 and then the engine goes and it makes it hot so it explodes when it attacks people. Okay. It's Devil May Cry. You got to just accept this shit. I am. I'm accepting. 
doesn't stop me from being confused, but I'm accepting. And yeah, storyline wise, what's happening is a giant tree has, has like a giant demon tree has uh, sprouted up in the middle of a city with a big old demon inside of it that managed to defeat Dante. <gasps> no one can defeat Dunta. He's treated as a very big deal. Meanwhile, uh, Nero and V get away, and then they spend the next few months like recouping, getting their getting resources together, getting weapons together, and going to try to take out these roots to get back into the tree to save Dante and to kill the demon that is in the middle of the tree. The demon, by the way, is the one that took your arm. Does he give it back? I'm assuming. Again, I am like I'm like forty five minutes into this fucking game. Oh, sorry. I am 100 minutes into this game. I have not even played as Dante yet. Or V. You probably got a way to go. Yeah, I got some time. But yeah, I'm, I just really enjoy these games. Like, I'm terrible at them, but I really do enjoy playing them. Speaking of games I'm pretty terrible at, but enjoy playing, uh, I also got Hades. Oh, that game is so much fun. Yes, it is. It was, and I'm terrible at it too. So, like. yeah, it was a fucking hell of a lot of fun. Um, I think I've only managed to beat it with like half the weapons. I haven't beaten the game yet. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I've never made it all the way up. I always get frustrated and put it down for a little while, then come back and have forgotten how to play. Oh yeah, I just I I have like I. I have I have certain gods I like going towards to get the rewards from because I like the way because I like the way that their fucking things handle. I have preferred weapons. I have beaten the game with I think I think I beat the game with the fists, the spear, and the gun. Oh, I hate the gun. I really enjoyed the gun. I like the fists, the spear, and the shield. I fucking so I hate. Captain I fucking around. hate the shield. I like Captain America hanging it around. It's great. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, just I, it like the art style is really cool. Um I I like the way that they are making the god characters because it makes them f- it's giving them a level of personality and likability that no god has ever had. Especially the Greek gods. Like it it's it's making them like even like they still have all the like their interpersonal quibbles and shit, and they still all kind of feel like they're themselves. But when they hear about a new god, their first response isn't "Oh, a new god. Let's feed it to a ki- let's feed it to a goddamn shark or something so that it won't usurp our power." And they're all just like, "Hey, what the fuck is up, dude? We just found out you're goddamn alive. Get the fuck up here. Let's, let's party, bro. Party, man. We need a vacation now." Yeah, it's like Dionysus got all this fucking wine and shit up here waiting for you, bro. Let's fucking go, dude. Yeah, we can feed your uh, guards so that you can escape more easily. Let's get him drunk, dude. Fucking poggers. Dionysus is one of my favorite gods to go with. He is great. Just because of that that static damage over time buff. Yeah, the, the drunk effect is awesome. Uh, I really like Aphrodite, too. Like, I like the I like the weaken effect. Oh, yeah, that's it's. It's it's nice, especially against bosses who can just fuck your day up. Yeah, um, Artemis is kind of boring with just getting you know you know crit percentages, but you know a good crit is still pretty good too. I don't I don't favor Artemis. I don't favor her, but I'm not like against her. I'm not a super big fan of Poseidon because all this shit is knockback. 
and money. <laughs> like, holy shit is knockback and money. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Zeus, like, having the chain lightning is great. Oh, yeah. The chain lightning is awesome, especially when you're doing the fist. Yeah. Because you can fire off so many punches. Yeah. You can just <laughs> chain lightning everything. It's great. Yeah. And, and with, uh, Ares, like, uh, having the, uh, having, like, the, da- like, I don't know what is the, what the ability is called, but, like, it's just the damage effect after a damaging effect. Mm, yeah. Is it, like, wounding or something? Something like that. It's great, though. It, like, yeah, the only one I'm like not super high on is Hermes, just because, like that, like especially like in Tartarus, where it's just like, hey, guess what? Half the floor damages you. Let's make you move faster, make you harder to control. I was gonna say, is he like the Flash? Yeah, he, he gives you Flash powers. Yeah, you 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 can go fast. You can dash an additional time. Um, after a dash, you get a after a dash, you get steady, which just means you move a little bit faster and get have a harder time being knocked around by damaging effects. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like in Tartarus, I find Athena to be one of the more useful ones, just because I have so much trouble with the harpies. Like, it is like I'm, and I'll admit this with no like shame. There have been times when I've given my console to my wife and be like, "Babe, I'm facing the harpies. This is my setup." So is it, and so she'll like, she'll handle the harpy for me. And I think you've Tartarus or Asphodel. It's the the fire one. That's Tartarus, right? Okay. Uh, is that Tartarus? I, I haven't played the game in a little while. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 on it, but just like the fireplace, bad. The fireplace does not like Hermes. Yeah. And yeah, so I've gotten like I've gotten a good. I got like I said, I got a good chunk of the missions. I also I also like the uh, like a lot of like the character stuff that works in this like. Like uh, Zagreus as a character, I really like him. He's just like a very, I understand all, I understand his motivation very well. I think he's a very like, I think he's a very likable protagonist. Just, uh, I, I find a lot of like, I'm, I'm invested in a lot of the relationships he has with the different gods. I just kind of wish there was like more relationships with him and the, like the Olympian gods, because a lot of it is just him going, oh, I think I know who this person is. Olympus, I sick this message. And the Olympi- Olympian comes down and goes, hey, how's it going? This is my personality. Later, bro. And he doesn't really interact with them at all. Dude, dude, treasure. Can't you guys just like visit? Nah. No, we can't do that. It sucks down there. You should escape. You could facilitate my escape if you visited. Yeah, we could, but I don't want to roll, my- roll the windows while driving through there. Because yeah, any Olympian going down to tar- going down to fucking uh, like Hades place, that's a real roll them up moment for them. <laughs> roll them up, kids. This is that kind of neighborhood. But yeah, like all like the all like the Hades is just sitting there looming over his dust like motherfuckers. But yeah, like all the Cathanian gods, I actually finding I actually have like all the Cathanian characters. I actually have like a lot of fun with. Like I like the relationship between uh between like Zagreus and um like Death God whose name escapes me. The sleepy one? No, like you're like you're essentially your half brother. The god of death. I don't Oh god, my wife would know, yeah. but I don't He shows up with a scythe and then like and then you have like dick measuring contests. Yeah, I I remember that. That's that that's fun. 
you like I like the relationship uh, I like the relationship between uh, those two characters like they're fun um his relationship with uh his relationship with like the his fo- was like foster mom I guess Nick's yeah his relationship with Nick's is really great his relationship with uh the uh, she's his grandmother I believe I think well now Nick's I think she's supposed to be his grandmother no De- Demeter's his grandmother you can have multiple grandmothers. I'm aware, but like she, she is not like Nix is not Hades' mom. Nix raised him in place of, uh, in place of a. Uh, Am I getting my Persephone. myths confused? Am I be getting my myths confused? Maybe, but I'm talking about like in game, like yeah, in game, like yeah, because in game she, she, she is a surrogate mother. Yeah, in game he always assumed that she was his mom. And it wasn't until he found the note from Persephone that he was like, wait, Nyx isn't my mother. Yeah. And like his relation. Okay. Thanatos was the guy I was thinking of earlier. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. Just, just how fucking Sundere he fucking is. Cause yes, you're my brother, but you're also being kind of a dick. So I'm going to be a dick to you back. But be safe. please. I like you. Stop trying to escape now. But if you're going to escape, do it better. Like his tumultuous relationship with Meg, Megara, his, the, one of the harpies, one of the furies. Uh, I hate I hate Megara. I'm not. A, it's never. There's never a moment of. All right, look. This like we 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 can be cool. It's always. Yeah, fuck you for trying to not be in hell. Yeah, I have. I'm stuck in hell. I'm not trying to do anything about it. Why aren't you? hate Megara but no like the the with his like the Medusa maiden like the Medusa maid I love Medusa yeah she is great. adorable she is so she's great. adorable she is adorable Sisyphus just this fucking absolute goddamn teddy bear unit you, you just find him randomly it's like oh hey there good Agnes. how's it going buddy oh you're trying I to escape stuff for you oh you're trying to escape that sounds rough here have some burgers Don't worry, I'm doing fine. Yeah, boulders, same as always. You know. I named him. Yeah. I look, I drew a smiley face on him. You ever play Rock of Ages? It's like that. Oh. <sighs> oh, uh, uh, good times. Well, goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, like, like that was that was kind of the thing that I actually really enjoyed. Like, with, with a lot of these, like, roguelike games... It can get frustrating, like when you die over and over again. But I never like any frustration I had with dying and fucking failing to get to the get to the surface. It was kind of like offset by the fact that then I got to go back to like the like the temple to and go talk to all these characters again that I really like. I just get to get more and more insight on them. And like as I progressed further, I then got new insights into them from the other stuff. Like you're trained by Achilles, I believe. Yep, Achilles is your personal trainer. Yeah, and then once you get once you get to like fucking Par- once you get to like fucking Elysium, then you get to talk to like his fucking ex, and just learn that get this entire new like aspect of his relation, like aspect of him as a person and his relationship to this guy, and it is like it was really it was a really neat like character beat of just hey I found your boyfriend it's like oh really okay how and then like. Achilles kind of doesn't want to talk about it, and then you and then you die again and go through a new iteration and talk to him again, and it just keeps building and building and building in these really cool ways. Uh, getting the uh, getting like the nectar and getting to like unlock new stuff with these characters is neat. It's like this cool uh, like dating sim element to it. 
kind of like a persona. Yeah, and like I I also lo- really love the gift because they're such they are so helpful and they also tell you a bit about the character as in the way they like think. Yeah. Because Deuce like Deuce's uh brush, which is the one I always use, is like it gives you a greater chance of finding food items to heal with. And it's like the idea is she goes out and she hides food for you because she's worried about you. Yeah. It's so, so neat, like, good. So neat. Like almost every mechanical aspect in the game has a character aspect to it. And it just makes it just makes the world feel richer and feel way more like lived in and like solid. The way you level up is by giving by getting darkness so that Nyx can manipulate the realm for you. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah, like the record of your attempts to go through and escape are all kept in like this weird fucking like ghost office room in your in your fucking palace that you don't get access to until you beat the game. And like fuck, every time you beat the game, you get a new you get a new level of story with like the next conversation with Persephone. And you don't get fucking Demeter until you actually beat the game one time anyway. And Demeter is, again, your grandma on your mom's side. It is all really cool. This game is super fucking well done. Super giant games. I do not think has made a bad game yet. Which is honestly very impressive. It's really fucking cool seeing a game studio like this that keeps making very good games all kind of around the same budget and like tier level. Cause like Hades is not like a fucking super massive fucking style game. It's still very much in line with everything else they have made. It's still very gorgeous though. Oh no. Yeah. It's Like, like they, they they did the they did the smart thing of prioritizing art style over graphical fidelity. And oh, it's so good. And it runs really smooth. Like I have it on the Switch. It's absolutely fucking gorgeous and it runs super smooth. Yeah. Like I've never had any hiccups or lag issues or anything. It's great. This game is great. It should not have lost to Last of Us Part 2. A lot of things shouldn't have lost to the last of us part two. Yeah. I, I remember like there were so many streams happening of like people watching the game awards and it's like, there's it like, I know what, I know who's going to win. I know who's going to win. I don't want it to win. I want this to win, but I know who's going to win. And then it, and then it won and they immediately all shut off the thing. I was like, yep, fucking knew it. And then ended the stream. I did not like last of us part two. I don't think anybody here did. Nope. No one here I didn't did. play it. I don't like the story uh, that I was told. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, last thing I've been playing, I've been playing a whole fucking lot of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Like I think the last time we talked, I was in like chapter four. I'm now on chapter 12. That game is really good. <laughs> But it has time, it has kind of started introducing some of the elements of the RPGs that it is aping that I do not like. 
like the grinding and the more team members. Here's the thing. You end up at the end of the game with a seven-man party. You can only bring four of them into combat. Yeah, that's how most RPGs go. Yeah, and I'm not really a big fan of that kind of stuff. Like, I like having my team. I get my team. I put all my effort and stuff into that team. I I give them the best equipment. I give them the best fucking thing. I spend the most time with their bonds and their stories. And then halfway through the game, it's like, hey, here's a new person. Better fucking level them up. I actually do like that. But that's just because if, it, if a game is mostly just the same characters, I tend to get bored of them after a while. But I get I get attached to those characters, and then if and then like I get attached to those characters and make myself less likely to bring in the new characters. I have actively been playing an RPG, got my party set up the way I want, had a party member have to temporarily leave, introduced a new character, and I said, "Well, guess that slot's going to remain empty." Because I just felt like that character was like, yeah, I'm your new best friend. And I was like, no. No, you were fucking not. Get out of my party. Yeah, and it is really fucking weird because, because one of the characters that one of the characters like that I have in my party, the first person I got in my party who wasn't one of the main was one of the main four, is not involved in any of the story. Like two like so you end up getting, like I said, three auxiliary members to your party. Your main party consists of you, Kasuga Ichi, Ichiban Kasuga, uh, or like Kasuga Ichiban, I'm not sure which direction it is. I don't know which one is a sir. I can't remember which one is a surname, which one's his given name. Let me just actually double check. Yeah, so it's Kasuga Ichiban. He is your hero. He is your party lead. He is your Dragon Quest guy. And then the and then the other heroes you get, and then like your main party consists of uh, Nanba, a homeless man slash practicing nurse, who is kind of your mage, because he is able to summon pigeons and to breathe fire with alcohol. Uh, and then my other two party members are largely beaters. There's um, Adachi, who is a former cop, who just has a big old fucking stick that he just cracks people over the head with. And then I got um, uh, Psycho. Uh, Psycho is a uh, is like a is the twin sister of a character who we met earlier in the game as part of the story, and she joins the party, and is also another beater. She took a bunch of self defense classes, and so and so now she knows how to judo throw people. Her main her main weapon is her handbag, which usually consists of a one two combo of her slapping someone with a handbag and then roundhouse kicking them in the face. I really like Sachan. And that is our core group. Throughout the story, we then get two additional party members. Um, I'm going to look at their names now because I cannot remember their names because I don't really play them in the story because why would I have a main, I have a main four. Da, 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 da. So, um, our, uh, the other two we get are, uh, Jun Gi Han. He is a member of the Korean mafia in the game because the story kind of revolves around the great wall of muscle in Ijin show, also known as the Ijin three, which is a Japanese Yakuza clan, a Chinese mafia clan, and then 
the Korean mafia kind of in the middle of them that work as information brokers that kind of keep the peace between the two other clans. And the three of them together have this like little synergistic relationship that keeps all three of them in power within Ijincho, but gives them a like, you know, a balance so that none, so that no one, so that no one of them becomes too powerful and tries to take over from the other two. Ultimate power. And so we get Jungi, so we get a Jungi Han from the Korean side of things, and then uh, Zhao from the Chinese side of things. Uh, <gasps> Jungi Han, he is, you know, he has guns. He is an assassin, and then uh, Zhao, his his job is gangster. So I think he the just most interesting job class. Well, he has a sword. And yeah, and so those two are the ones who are like in storyline part of your party. But then you also have Eri. Um, she is a character who is introduced in the in the business management mini game. Because every single one of these, every single Yakuza game has, hey, let's give you a legitimate job to do as well to earn you money for the story. Like I've been playing the, uh, I've I've been like doing the business management stuff. I have just beaten that, and I earned fifteen million yen just from playing. Jump that. chain! I make more than that by hunting personas in the sewers in a day. That's nice. I don't. That is more money than I have earned through anything else. And yeah, so like Aerie is Aerie was the first party member I got outside of my main four because I just I I dive hard into like the uh, mundane jobs in the in the Yakuza games. Excuse me. And yeah, and so and so while she is a part of your party, she is not in any cutscenes. Everyone else is. Just your entire like like every every cutscene. After you get the after you get the last two members, show your party as a six man party. You have seven party members. Sucks for Ari. It really does. <laughs> and so, maybe she just has an invisibility cloak or something. <laughs> maybe, but it's it's like especially weird because with everyone else, you will have conversations with your party members that like as they talk, their your bond with them will go up. And the bond also goes up with them when you fight with them, when you eat with them, and when you watch movies with them. With Aerie, the only way her bond goes up is by progressing through the business management minigame. So she's the one you have the strongest bond with, then? Yes. I reached bond five with her before half my other party members. Just by accident. And yeah, like, it just kind of sucks. Like, like at one point in the story, Nanba leaves, and so I have to place him with someone. And I only had Ari, and so for a little, for a while, well, I was just running with a three man party that had four people in it, which kind of sucked because I spent all that time and all that money and all that investment into Nanba, and then he just leaves. Yeah, in my opinion, for for like. To do that right, first you have to introduce the side characters quickly. Like, the side characters need to be known to you, and, like, you should be able to consider them friends and interactable 
from a very early point. Second, they need to be leveled with you. That is the one thing this game has been doing well. It has been keeping your it has been keeping your auxiliary members leveled with you. Good because because like as otherwise it's just so annoying to deal with. Yeah, because the party members who are like not equipped, like the, like the auxiliary members who aren't in the party, still gain he'll still gain XP and job XP from fights. <laughs> like I think everyone in my party is within one level of each other. And I mean that both in terms of job rank and in terms of level. And that's the other thing that kind of bugged me about it, bugs me about this, is uh, the alternate jobs. So you can, yeah, so you can swap out jobs with a, with like, you know, a list of jobs that are given, that are available to both the male characters and the female characters. I have, I tried that once and have not tried it since. I tried switching out stuff to like, like, like I went on to like some fucking guides because I don't want to spend the goddamn time going through each individual party rank, going through each individual party, like not, not party, like job skill list and going, all right, I think this will be good for that. Then I can swap over to this or that. I don't give a fuck. I just, I just went to internet and say, I just went to the internet and said, tell me best jobs go. And so then I tried that. I tried switching out. Uh, like, like I said, the hero job, the one that I have, is the best one for uh, Ichiban. I was like, all right, let's stick with that. And the other ones, it was like, all right, yes, yeah, so the homeless guy is a pretty good musician. Uh, the bar lady, we can make her like a like an idol. And the cop, we give him cop gear. And so I tried that. And it was not great having a job level 19 character with three job level one characters. Because, yeah. Yeah, I then had to grind out a bunch of job stuff with the other jobs to try to make them even a portion as useful as the other jobs that they had. And after about an hour of this, I was just like, all right, fuck this. You're going back to the jobs you had before, and I am never changing jobs again. Never again. I then did change jobs one more time, uh, making Ichiban a demolition man, a foreman, apologies, uh, so that he get the demolition skill so that I can, so that I could get the demo- demolish ability to open up new secret areas. Otherwise, the game has been incredibly fun. The story has been great. It has been the level of, the level of Yakuza story I've come to expect which is just ridiculous conspiracies and shenanigans abound. All of which is about, all of which eventually leads to like a story about loyalty or family or some other shit. It's Yakuza. It's great. Anyway, it does what we're playing then. Uh, news wise, um, only real news story I have kind of affects me only because it's a very personal story to me, but eh, We've been going for almost three hours, and then Alex is asking us to wrap up. So, yeah, we'll skip that. Uh, new games-wise, uh, this week, like I mentioned earlier, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming out. Uh, Subnautica Below Zero, a brand new expansion for Subnautica, a game that is apparently very popular. And Hood, Outlaws and Legends, a 4v4, I believe, multiplayer game set in the Robin Hood world. 
It's always sounded neat, but I don't think I can convince these guys to buy copies of it for a game that might be neat to me. And then next week, fucking nothing. We're still kind of in not great times for new releases of stuff. But that's going to be all for this week. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back. Maybe. Hopefully. Who knows? Till then, I'm dead. And apparently, the call dropped in the middle of me doing all that. You okay, Dad? Uh, yep, the call dropped, apparently, and I was just doing the outro. Oh. oh. Well, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys just went quiet all of a sudden. I was like, oh, I guess they're just waiting for me to wrap up. No, you went quiet. <laughs> we you made commentaries on, on our various experiences with the with the uh, Yakuza like a dragon game. Like, well, Dad, wow. Okay, Dad, okay. He's not saying anything. Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's uh. Apparently, I got five minutes of dead air there. So you couldn't hear us, and we couldn't hear you. Yep. That's weird. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I think I'll just end up going with my mix, my mix of just kind of the nothing there. Okay. Okay. Just for editing purposes. She'll know where the spot is. Yeah, I'll just I'll just notice the big dead spot. Have a thank you for joining us. Now that we're all here, we'll yeah, be back. We're all back. Yeah. So we'll be back at some point, maybe, hopefully, more of this. Hopefully, with less call dropping in the middle of me doing an outro. Less call dropping and less computers exploding and requiring emergency surgery and lethargy. The world just not working. Yeah, just just going forward. If at some point it sounds like I have dropped or like something, just just message me on before before five minutes have passed. Okay. Well, like you only dropped as, as like you only went silent in the last like minute. So there was a bit of us just listening to you talk about Yakuza like a dragon, but we did respond towards the end. Oh yeah. I heard none of that. I heard no responding at all to anything. Like, like the last thing I heard you say was, uh, I would check, but I, that would be, that would mean stopping the recording. So I guess we'll stop the recording then. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back. More of this. Till then, I'm dead. I'm Cave. Oh, no, for each other. Yep. A lot of that this episode. Bye. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs>